Guy Podcast with Barrett and Josh. Hey, miss, I tried to reach you for to imagine you being busy. Why must this always be such a struggle? Why must you always have been so All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. We are on episode seven. Unbelievable. We're going to be talking a little pro wrestling today. Hell yeah. We just want to start off by saying thanks for checking us out once again. Thanks for checking us out last week. It was uh, kind of an emotional episode and we've been getting some amazing feedback about the episode and I'm, I'm, I'm glad for that. And But more importantly, I'm glad that we were able to honor the memory of a dear friend and compatriot and absolutely a guy that was involved in this thing back in the day. Today, specifically, we are going to be welcoming our guests onto the show, Jake Jackson, to talk about historical pro wrestling fandom. So we're going to talk about our own fandom back in the day, kind of the Attitude Era, Golden Era, stuff that probably got us started initially. And then we're going to kind of talk a little bit about the current state of pro wrestling, but then kind of focus in on the WrestleMania 38 card coming up in Dallas, Texas here in the next uh, week. It'll be cool to be brought up to speed for me. Like, I think sure. I talked about this last episode, but I've been out of it for so long. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm pretty, I'm looking forward to this. I'm pretty excited. It'll be good. We also want to mention and announce that we are actually on multiple new platforms for podcasting as well while we're at it. We are now on Pandora. We're on Amazon Music. We are on Audible, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, CastBox, and Radio Public. So we are on all all of those platforms. You name it. You can find us. Yeah. You, <laughs> Whatever suits your fancy. Basically, at this point, you can go to Google and type in ATI Podcast, and we dominate a majority of the first page yeah. um, that comes up now. Uh, so I think I just did a you know random scat Google search uh, yesterday, late in the day, and we were already we already had seven of the top 12 links. Oh, good. Good. Our mixture there. So That's good. Uh, as far as listings are concerned, and that's only that's only going to get better going forward because now we have some other things to announce. So Josh has been hard at work getting our episodes uploaded to YouTube. So we found a format that we like there, and we are on YouTube now as well. If you prefer to listen to us that way, that's fine. Uh, outside of just the audio that's going to be on there, we'll be working on putting up some exclusive clips and things of that ilk on some of these video on-demand type platforms. You can find episodes um one part one and two two three and four on youtube right now um i'm doing a couple little special things for video five and six obviously for the Cato memorial right. i, I want to make sure to pop some extra stuff in there maybe some photos memories stuff like that so absolutely and then also like with um a couple of our guest videos i want to try to get some uh pictures of maybe some of the stuff that they do or you know some of their music or absolutely. album covers stuff like that so those will be coming as soon as i get them done <laughs> yeah so we're going to try and infuse in some examples of work uh, i know we've been sharing them on the social media posts and feeds and that sort of stuff and some of the sub comments if you will and we've been making it a point to share some of the work on our stories on Instagram in particular as well. So you're going to you're going to be seeing all these people's work beyond just us talking about it from episode to episode. And we're going right. to try and keep those things corresponding together to help promote them. And that's one of the big mission statements of this podcast, obviously, as we're trying to get other people we're trying to be a catapult for other people in their work. Also, we just created a TikTok. Josh, you want to hit them with what that is? Yeah, it's going to be at ATI Podcast. That's going to be the at symbol. 
ATI podcast, <laughs> and that's on TikTok. <laughs> so you'll be able to find us on TikTok now. Uh, we are still getting things online there. So there might be a little lack of a t- content initially, but if TikTok is your social media deal, you can find us there now, and we'll be uploading stuff there as well. Heck yeah. Of course, if you have a question for the show, hit us up at ATI Podcast Questions. And we talked about the things upcoming uh, on the show on the last few episodes, but just a quick rundown of that again. We're going to be dropping some exclusive classic content from the show back in the day from the original run. Uh, That's going to help set the table. So we actually talked about doing some conspiracy theory type stuff, secret societies, that sort of stuff. We've actually got an old episode that's just kind of a little uh, cherry dangler, if you will. (laughs) And uh, I thought it would be appropriate for us to drop that as an exclusive piece of content going forward. So we're going to drop that as one of our exclusive classic segments in that regard. We're also going to have Jason J. Asbury from Bastard Storm Ruler. And broke neck, and then again, he's recorded on the more recent Harkonnen album on drums. He's going to be uh, in the studio with us, and we're going to be discussing his upcoming endeavors. We did share on our story today, specifically the Storm Ruler tour that's coming up starting in late April. We're going to talk about that a little bit more extensively. Awesome. Yeah, it's all North American tour, so <laughs> it's pretty credible shit right there. So pretty excited about that. Happy to get him on here and, and promote that. We're also going to have our buddy Jesus Rose on here as well. We talked about him. And then we might have some more additional special announcements coming forward. But as far as big news and getting things started off today, we feel like it's pretty big news. Kind of our exposure and us getting on these other platforms that we talked about earlier. And we'd be so happy if you'd follow us if those are your preferred means. You know, whether it's Amazon Music or CastBox. I know I used CastBox back in the day with back Android day, phones. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, you, you can't miss us. We're the big, two goofy, <laughs> grinning bastards with the yellow background, so you can't miss that. So without further ado, we're going to get off to our guest, Mr. Babyface Jake Jackson. We'll see you on the other side. have our friend the baby face jake jackson Welcome, making a run thanks for having me we're happy to have you sir we have no better guest i feel like for the subject matter today jake and i actually started tried to start a wrestling podcast back in the day he, he knew a lot about wrestling i know quite a bit as well just by accident at least or having been on this earth longer than him <laughs> yeah but uh <laughs> but it's uh it's always good it's a nice little escape pro wrestling absolutely it's uh you know, people talk about, why do you watch it? It's fake. It's like, right. well, isn't your favorite TV show fake? Right. Um, the only thing that's fake about pro wrestling is the storylines. Right. It's like le- legitimately a hybrid of sports and acting. Right. right. So For sure. You know. And that's kind of where, like, I am with it now. Like, I loved it so much when I was a kid. I kind of fell onto that bandwagon, like, oh, my God, the storytelling is terrible. And, you know, but nothing will take away from the fact that these guys are athletes and they beat the hell out of each other every time they go out there. You know what I mean? Like, you you cannot take that away from a a chair to the back, you know, you can't work a chair too much. (laughs) And those apron spots that they do all the time now literally sends chills down my spine because I feel it. I like that's my least favorite bump that wrestlers take. Apron spots. 
especially on top of the head. Yeah, not a fan. Those, those are pretty brutal. So, what was that face set move that you sent me the other day? What's that one called? Oh, that was like a split leg deal. That oh. new chick in NXT that everybody's going on about, that big thick girl. Oh, I gave her a follow on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Now, now you're becoming a fan? Become Big fan. <laughs> you were telling me about her OnlyFans, too. I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, I, was say, I, asked one? I have no idea. Yeah, they can't that WWE, unconfirmed. but I, yeah, uh, they can't in WWE. But I'm sure she was on the independents now, like many of the pro wrestling ladies are doing. So, oh, I'm sure. What originally brought you to wrestling, Jake? Okay, well, uh, another good friend of the show, my brother Ridge Jackson. Yeah, yeah, Ridge's uh, gonna be on sometime. Yeah, hell yeah. Ray he uh, and my dad watched a lot of the Monday Night Wars, so I was really young for that. Like, right. I vaguely remember the dying days of WCW. We watched that a lot. Rich sure. had all the figures, and so I would try to sneak into his room and go <laughs> play with the figures because I thought they were cool. So, and at that, they had to put a lock on his door because I would always break, try to break in. And uh, though watching, and then I was watching regularly at like four, so that's like two thousand one. Right. Like, and I was at preschool. I don't know if I should admit this or not, but I, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, you know, I saw China and like girls and the guys and girls fighting each other. So I thought, you know, at preschool that you could uh, oh, wrestle no. the women. Right. Oh, and no. so I wrestled a little inter- intergender action going on. Yeah, I wrestled a girl at school and got in trouble. And thought, and I didn't watch. I wasn't allowed to watch until about 2004 again. And it was because it wasn't like the current product is because right. my dad took me to Country Martin Ironton, and they used to have VHSs for sale, right? Like the wherever, and he bought me a two video VHS tape of WrestleMania four, and that's what started it all. So like WrestleMania four cool. is like the most pay-per-view i've watched probably ever because yeah. of that so that's really when i so i was about eight years old and i started that's watching cool. all classic stuff it wasn't current until like a couple years later sure so you kind of got on got in on the tail end i guess of the golden era there with wrestlemania 4 yeah and then um you know what when i was younger my dad worked at twa and he would see famous people sometimes so and st louis has always been a big wrestling town so he saw Jake the Snake, uh, he met Ric Flair. You know, he would help, even some of them like, like lost their luggage before and he helped them there. It was either Jake the Snake or Ric Flair, I can't recall which, but he like went around the airport at TWA with them for an hour, right. helping them find their luggage and everything, and getting the baggage claim That's and pretty all crazy. that jazz. So my dad would tell me these stories when I'm younger and we didn't really watch wrestling, so I'm saying I'm probably like four-ish or so. And... Um, you know, then Hulk Hogan does Rocky Three, and I'm like, well, who's that? Right. You know, the Hulkster so, baby. That's right, brother. So, <laughs> and that's a lot. I mean, Hulk, along with Vince, made it national. Made it right. You know, they got started the pay per view business as far as wrestling, pro wrestling was concerned, and and things of that ilk. So they're, they're the ones who took it national, and. Therefore, is what the reason that most of us probably are fans today, whether directly or indirectly, is the popularity that it started to gain when they went national and Vince started taking some of those good wrestlers like the Jake, the Snakes, and and what have you from territories. Right. So, what kind of got me into it too was right as they were getting more popular, even into the early '90s, and they were starting to start Monday Night War in particular. 
then you started seeing some smaller performers advance, people like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. And I thought, well, I, I might not be able to look like Hulk Hogan, but maybe I could look like one the of those guys, kid. right? Yeah. Which, in my opinion, those guys are were shredded compared to a sure. lot of guys now. Yeah. So yeah, that tells you how big these guys were back then. Right. right. And they were small for their their group, and they're they're all like six foot six one, you know. So that tells you kind of today's, but today's talent, it's a lot of it's a lot smaller. So, you know, these cool guys that oozed cool, you know, Shawn Michaels was out doing the you know suck it signs oh, and everything yeah. else, you know, that kind of was later, that, yeah, as yeah. it went into the DX stuff. But you know, Bret Hart just oozed cool. He was on The Simpsons, and The Simpsons was always my favorite show. So he was on an episode of Simpsons, and that also made him even cooler to me. And you could play him at a, uh, there was a WrestleMania arcade at the old Spitzmiller's Realty that you could play. Oh, and we would go, when my dad was in there too busy talking to the ladies working, <laughs> I'd go over there and I'd get on the WrestleMania arcade. I'd be Bret Hart every Man, time. Give me some quarters, know? bro. I got to go over here and be Bret Hart. That's so, awesome. But what really set my fandom up to another level was the Attitude Era. So Stone oh, yeah. Cold Steve Austin. Oh, yeah. Uh, obviously probably my favorite professional wrestler of all time. Um, you know, and then his feuds with the rock legendary, obviously undertaker mankind. Yeah. Mankind as well as Kane. Right. All that stuff was booming. You Is know, he's still a mayor. Yes. Of Knox County, Tennessee. That's right. So yeah, Sorry, I didn't mean and to he's like, got, he's got other in, political but... <laughs> aspirations as well. Oh God. He's going to run up for like Senate. There's rumor that he wants to be president. It's oh his end God. game. But isn't he like a libertarian he or something? He's a libertarian, yeah. yes, for sure. And he he got some heat lately on uh, social media. Got into it with a lot of the AEW people and stuff because he was just like using a lot of you know conservative nowadays jargon, the zingers that they go to about snowflakes and this and that, right? And equating liberals, libtards, to, yes, stuff like yeah, that. exactly, or equating liberals to people in Saudi Arabia or Iran or oh, you know, so yeah, that was quite the interesting little exchange, and I think Adam Page from AEW got involved in that as well. Oh wow. Yeah, and said something about to the effect of him taking too many chair shots or put up a gif of him getting chair shots to the head. Oh, damn. his hands up and that sort of stuff, alluding to the fact he's got concussion issues. I'm so out of the loop. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of talks some about my favorite pro wrestlers um, growing up. And, you know, later on, I kind of probably fell out of my wrestling fandom and my, uh, I'd say like, 15-ish, but then we, me and my brother hooked up with another set of brothers that were way into wrestling, too. And they had all the WCW tapes, which Hell yeah. I didn't have at the time, so I only saw WWF stuff. And so then I started getting into your Booker T's, your Stings, your Goldbergs, so on and so forth, and learned about this whole other world. And, oh, that's where Hulk Hogan went all those years, and that sort of did stuff. Did you meet him at JCPenney? I, I did not, I did. unfortunately. Okay. I've, I've heard, you know, I, I think did. Ridge did, and I was like... He was at Farmington, Missouri. Absolutely. Yeah, that happened. And let me tell you a fact about Bill Goldberg. He is not as tall as you would think he is. The dude shredded. Huge guy. Yeah. Not as tall yeah, as you think he is. Yeah, he's only like, what, 6'1", maybe? 6'2"? Six six I expected yeah. to see this dude and him be like eight foot tall. You know what I mean? Right. And I was like, well, he ain't that tall. You know, but I was like, but he is shredded. So yeah. You <laughs> can respect that. If I could kick your ass today, man. And it was actually cool because they had like a ring set up outside J.C. Penney's, if I remember correctly, and there was, like, some up-and-coming wrestlers out there tossing each other around and stuff, and they had, like, concessions set up. Um, and I, it, it, to show you how long ago this was, Coast to Coast Music was yeah. still open oh, there yeah. in Maple Valley. 
and uh, I remember going in there and hanging out when that was going on. So yeah, that's that's just going to show you how long ago that was. That was yeah. really neat though that he came. To yeah, that was in the late '90s. I remember what happened because like I so badly wanted my parents to take me and they didn't and wouldn't yeah. and i was just like so mad at them forever because <laughs> i couldn't go uh like i'm pretty sure stone cold came down here at some point as well yeah I don't that's just that. bananas to me yeah like i know i know goldberg did i know there was somebody else prominent about the t- about the similar amount of time was it ddp might have been sting or ddp yeah could have been down. I think I've heard DDP before. But they would come down. Yeah, it was JC Penney's each yeah. time that somebody came down. But I was pretty confident WWE did something it, to rival the Goldberg thing in the area. Yeah. Hmm. Could you imagine Bill Goldberg driving to Farmington, Missouri, especially <laughs> you know twenty five years ago? He'd be like, "Where the hell are yeah. we?" Dude? I mean, it's it's there's not much there now, but think about twenty five years ago. It was, it was way worse back in the day. Yeah. All I wanted him to do was just like come walking out of that room before he started signing signatures, getting blasted with sparks. That's all I yeah. wanted. Security. Do. <laughs> yeah. Security. Yeah. Security knocking on his door and he's yeah. bashed his head against it. I'm like, come on, walk out like that. <laughs> Speaking of Goldberg, he was one of my favorites growing up. As But now that I realize all of my favorites are gro- growing up were terrible wrestlers. Like, sure. I loved the Ultimate Warrior because yep. bright colors and he ran yep. fast and he yep. shook the ropes. Yeah. Yep. Acting Goldberg. Like a man. Because he just, I mean, beat the shit out of everybody. And I guess the best worker that I liked as a kid that was my favorite was Sting. But Sting's not like out of this world as a worker. Nobody's had some very competent, I mean, I'm very impressed with him now because he's wrestling in AEW and he's in his 60s. And he's he's still tossing dudes around. He's a senior citizen, jumping off tape, jumping on the tables. Jumping off fucking balconies on the three tables stacked on top of each other. Regardless of what you say about the sport and how it's scripted and everything, you can't take anything away from him as as far as them being incredible athletes, dude. Without question. And even the people that look out of shape are fantastic kevin owens prime example of wwe i would love to look like kevin owens kevin owens is <laughs> he you know he looks like a, any dad here in farmington hvac general right. contractor journeyman laborer you know <laughs> i mean he's actually like lost weight and he looks like he works out now like he's not yeah like, he's not a total schlub but he's, yeah. he's he's definitely not on the cover of men's health <laughs> yeah no neither was by I any mean, means that's and like chris jericho i know people were giving him shit Right, for right. being fat, but right. like if I was fifty, I would take that body. Oh, yeah, but you see what he looks like now. I'm yeah. thirty two, and yeah, I would all take kinds that body. of cut up. Yeah, ab implants. Apparently, that's what everybody on Twitter keeps saying. Okay, wait, that's what? a bunch of bullshit. Chris you, Jericho has no implants. Way. No, people are saying he has ab implants. Oh, okay. Nah, the washboard because, implants because he looks jacked, like yoked yeah. and cut. He was. He always had those ab muscles. He just. Finally lost all the fat and got with a dietitian. And chilled carbs. out on the Grey Goose. Yeah, but I love carbs. Chris Jericho. He's one of my favorites. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you talked about some of what your favorites were, Jake, like the Ultimate Warrior. And yeah. Was and then you went on to Goldberg, but your did your fandom fall off whenever WCW closed, or when did you kind of pick back up with it? Well, I picked back up watching the WrestleMania pay per view, and then my. Like, I wasn't watching much of the current product, and my dad would take me to this place in Fredericktown called Highway Video, and they had this lar- like large wrestling pay-per-view collection, yeah. and every weekend, I would just go and rent old pay-per-views, mm-hmm. and uh, that's really how I started watching again in, like, 2005, six yeah. is when I really started watching WWE again, and TNA. I was pretty early on TNA as well. Yeah. 
I actually ordered the first TNAs, so like when they were like kind of video on demand right? system, yeah. I I hadn't seen wrestling in a little while. I kind of fell off, and I saw it pop up on pay per view, and it was like nine ninety nine at the time. And I asked my dad, "Can I get this?" And he was like, "Well, what is it?" And I told him what it was. I was like, "It's got a bunch of wrestlers in it that I haven't seen in forever." So like Scott Hall was on the first one, for example. And I was like, "Oh man, he's on there. It's Razor Ramon." Blah blah blah. He's like, all right, I guess he just caves and let me get a couple of them initially when it started. So so that was really cool to see TNA, but I fell off on it. Yeah. Um, I watched. I wanted to watch it because it had a lot of WCW guys. Right, exactly. And that's really what I first, like... I'm, sure. And WCW Mayhem, the video game, I know people shit on it, but I played that game yeah. all the time. <laughs> we played any wrestling game we could ever get our hands on, regardless of it was good, bad, or in between. Um, Absolutely. That was my favorite game, even though it's considered the worst. I just, because Ridge had it and he gave it to me. And also, Ridge gave me my second pay per view that I got into out of all things 1999 Road Wild. Not yeah. a great pay per view, no. but it was, I had it and but I again, can tell it has you. a lot of your favorites. The in opening there. match was Insane Clown Posse and Vampiro versus Raven and. I forgot. I the other. It's and then. I forgot about ICP Den- doing wrestling. Dennis so. Rodman versus Macho Man. Yeah. Uh, Goldberg and Rick Steiner, like it was an interesting card for sure. I think the last crazy antic I've seen as far as wrestling was the Gronkowski thing. The Gronkowski yeah, the twenty-four-seven seven thing. Yeah, yeah, that was like the last. He like... hosted, so that was the pandemic WrestleMania. Okay, he hosted on that show. And then, I got you. So he actually had a contract with WWE, and they were going to do stuff with him, kind of like what they're doing with uh, Pat McAfee now, I think. Right, but he was. There was he had a multi million multi million dollar and multi year contract with WWE, and then after the pandemic hit and right shortly after that WrestleMania they cut his contract and then he went back to football because yeah. he did take that whole season off before he came back. Well, and when the goat asked you yeah. to come back, you absolutely. come absolutely. Yeah, and there's no question. Right. Speaking of comebacks, that old bastard come back out of retirement, dude. That, don't I don't give a I shit. I love it. He's uh, getting an eight. Listen. And he's getting Blaine number two. He's getting Blaine Gabbard his second Super Bowl ring. <laughs> that, right, that, that, that shit was yeah. so was planned. I Absolutely. don't care what anybody says. He, oh, that yeah. dude knew what he was doing. And the guy that bought the $500,000 last Tom Brady touchdown pass ball yeah. looks like a real asshole right now. Uh, did you see that Tom Brady actually posted on Twitter? It was Twitter or Instagram about getting that guy 500000 in Bitcoin. Well, there you go. Or whatever one he's promoting. The goat himself. is redeeming himself then, so, so that's fine. He was, he, <laughs> whatever company it is that he uh, promotes or has an endorsement with, he like added them and was like, hey, what can we do about getting him 500000 Well, that makes me know. feel better about it then. I'm not yeah. as salty about that then. I figured he probably would do something about it just because of the attention that it was getting. And right. he seems like a decent human being outside the fact, you know, he cheated and... Yeah. All the other things that he did. I would do exactly everything that he did. I, <laughs> I, sidebar for sports, but people act like they have this highest moral regard for like Stole sports. Stole Super Bowl life. from the Rams. Like, let's not forget that. Um, yeah. The yeah. baseball, like, hey, guess what? If they're not testing for it, hey, shoot me in the ass with some steroids. I want to hit a lot of home runs. I want to recover from injuries. That's a different discussion. But yeah, yeah that's, that's a it's like the cheating. That's we stuff. get back to wrestling. Speaking yeah. of steroids, <laughs> actually wrestling. I guess so kind of a part of the the reason that people like the Bret Hart's and the Shawn Michaels we should mention came to prominence because Vince was in the middle of the steroid trial in like 93-ish I want to say 
and they intentionally were making a move and a pivot away from people that looked really roided up. Now, look at Shawn Michaels in 97 when he gives you a double gun flex. Right. He's obviously he, on something. He's on the gas for yeah. sure. Yeah. You know, well, we got the armbands about ready to bust off the side. Absolutely. Of his arms, right? So, it, you know, and, and I think, you know, almost all wrestlers have been pretty open about it, at least at this point. It's just kind of common knowledge or whatever. But that's the reason they made that shift with pushing guys like that. Guys like them never had the world titles. I mean, you're talking. Brett was probably the smallest champion, with perhaps the exception of uh, Bob Backlund, but I'd, I'd say they're probably pretty similar in size or build, yeah. at least his height. So so the steroids kind of caused a shift in wrestling. That's kind of perhaps why we ended up liking some of the people that we did. But after that faded, the attitude area popped off. I, th- I feel like it was like pretty prominent, like taking advantage, that is, of kind of the shock jock radio shit with like Howard Stern, for example, because they had writers like Vince Russo who became pretty... That's his influence is Howard Stern. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I had no problem with it at the time. <laughs> and <laughs> honestly... I don't have any problem with it now. Howard Stern's popular, still an popular that is. One of my favorite things about wrestling sometimes is just the grotesquely absurd right. shit that happens. Right. It's so ridiculous. Choppy, like, choppy, pee-pee. Choppy, choppy, Mr. <laughs> pee-pee is definitely at the top of the list for me. Where Val Venus almost gets his dick cut off by a, uh, sh- like a, a shoot. <laughs> dick you to could, go. Yeah, dick to go. Oh, Val A Venus. stable of Japanese people. Forgot about Val Venus. Who actually were really good wrestlers, and they were. Yeah. I love you know, they were treated like jokes, but Funaki I love, was in that group, was he not? Funaki Taka yeah. was that the guy Taka with the crazy which Taka headdress. Is a, I mean, the Michinoku driver. Yeah. That's right. He invented that. Right. Um, Dick to go and uh, Mr. Yamaguchi, and I think that was it. Yeah. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about now. So uh, another absurd thing that happened back in the day was the hand baby incident. Oh, which wasn't Vince Russo. He gets so mad. Was that, that Ed Ferrara? It was uh, 2000. So they were in W. It was like oh, a, go- it was a few months after he was out. Yeah. No, there was. It might have been Tommy Plancha. I think there was somebody like kind of in between the two of them. Okay, but Russo gets fire and mad when people blame the yeah. hand, the May Young hand on him. Another hilarious thing was. Um, Mark Henry was having relations with the transgender person, and when they found out, he freaked out about it. That happened too. They, it was a part of the whole sexual chocolate stuff. Oh, I that don't they were remember doing. that one actually. Oh, dude, I you gotta, gotta go back, go back and, and see that. They fucking straight clowned on Mark Henry oh, so many times. No. Like the sexual chocolate for him to have had the career. I mean, he's ta- a talented guy, but for him to have finally had the career in the championships that he had more toward the end of his career, like. To go back and see him doing that shit, it's night and day, though. That's yeah. my he, point. Mark Henry has top ten, for me personally, top ten swerve of all time. Oh, yeah. Salmon Jacket. His retirement. Uh, that yeah. is one of my favorite moments in wrestling because I legit thought he was retired. Yeah, that is one of my favorite promos, actually. It's pretty underrated. Uh, I occasionally, I, like when it hits the anniversary of it, it seems like it always makes its round on yeah. social, me- social media again and... I, I usually watch it in its entirety, which is, you know, rare for me. I got a lot scene. left in the tank. I, that was yeah. what I was saying during uh, the Buccaneers and Rams game. Oh, yeah. Uh, every, when they were coming back. That's and, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever go to any pay-per-views? My first pay-per-view was when I was 16, 2013, uh, with Derek Hankins. I think you've met him. He's a, he's a manager wrestler on the Indians. Yeah, yeah. He came over to the house. Yeah. Cra- Interesting guy, love him. But uh, he took me to my first pay per view 
for my 16th birthday. Nice. Extreme Rules 2013. And uh, it wasn't really extreme. It was was a very mid-pay-per-view. The most notable thing Mm -hmm. was that Fandango beat Chris Jericho. It was during that time where Fandango was... He beat him at WrestleMania. Yeah, Yeah. he beat... And then I think it was... That's the only match I remember is because I was like, who the fuck is this Fandango guy? Because I wasn't watching all the time. Right. And I was a big Chris Jericho fan. And I was like, he's sure. going to lose to this Dancing with the Stars jabroni. Right, right, you know? right. That was the gimmick, was the Dancing <laughs> with the Stars. And then they turned him, like, amb- ambiguously gay or whatever things that they try to do occasionally. Which I loved yeah. him and Breezango. I loved Breezango. Oh, I loved Breezango. I, whenever they were doing the Twin Peaks-esque investigation stuff fashion on SmackDown, police. the fashion police. And they have Arn yeah. Anderson with them. Yes, it the was Ascension. fantastic. Whether the Ascension got to show them character and whatnot, but yeah, that that's the first event I ever went to. It was Extreme Rules 2013. Right. So that's. Did you go to pay per views routinely after that, or? No, I think the next event that I went to was, which is a big moment for me in wrestling, as you guys Barrett knows. I'm a huge Kurt Hawkins Hawkins fan for yeah. some fucking reason. I like the underdog story. Sure. And I've always thought he was severely underrated. So the next event I went to was when they were the tag team champions in 2019. Oh, okay. And I got to see them defend the title and beat the Revival live, and that's like one of my favorite wrestling moments ever. And it was the weekend of the Shield, the Shield run. Like the, I got to see oh, the, the Shield. Reunion. I got to see the yeah. Shield in their final weekend. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So that was my, and then the Royal Rumble. Yeah. This year, that's the only three live wrestling events I've been to, I, and then I've been to like Derek. He's an I've been sure. to his indie matches and yeah. stuff. Where so does Derek it. wrestle at? Mostly. He wrestles in Illinois, and then mm-hmm. I went to see him in Indiana. He's a manager, right? And his uh, but he's a bump taking manager. Yeah, his cousin is a, a string bean. His getting he's literally yeah. a fucking string bean. So. Yeah, but yeah, that's the only events I've been to besides the Royal Rumble, which I had a great. You were there, yeah. Yeah, we talked about it, I think, briefly in one of our sports segments, but I was talking about how the sign was on fire and all oh, that yeah. shit. And, like, I thought it was a fight. With Arlo. I thought a fight broke out, because I was getting a drink sure. during the, when it, shit was going on, and then yeah, people were texting off. me, and I was like, is there a fight going on there? Because the, you know. Yeah. And I didn't know. And then no, I, I almost saw it immediately, because I was like, Arlo, look, <laughs> he's free. Dad, the sign's on fire. <laughs> what do we do, Dad? Do we get up? Or? It was like. I saw people just rushing off, and then they were like redoing the whole seating section and stuff. It was it was wild, man. And you, they put those signs up and take them down in a way you would never imagine. It's it's odd. They probably snap them up real fast. Yeah, and it's take like them down real fast. it's like a I don't know. I've seen curtain rods like this before, but it kind of you can collapse them down kind of in a handle, and then you crank them. Oh, like wow. hand crank them. Yeah, that's <laughs> how they were taking the sign down and putting it up. Like, it seemed like a very inefficient way to do it for a oh company God. that does this for a living and travels around. You right. There'd be some type of this was at the automated dome, right? device. Yeah. 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 They, it's the dome now, but it's where the Rams used to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edward Jones Dome Piece back in the day. stadium. It is garbage. Yeah, yeah. They didn't do shit to the inside. Yeah. Like, you walk back in, inside of it, it's like, takes you back 20 years immediately, at least. It takes you back to a lot of, well, for me, because I was too young to remember, it takes me back to a lot of losing, a lot of, yeah. a lot oh, yeah. of shit. So. Yeah. But what did you think of the Royal Rumble? I can't. Rem- I can't remember. If I we thought it was about all right. Yeah. I liked it. I know people were shitting on it. Yeah, I was just like having Brock win was the right thing to do. Yeah, no, they did what they needed to storyline wise. There was some dis- like there were some disappointments, but people have gotten so conditioned to like big surprise entrance into the Royal Rumble 
And there wasn't a lot of surprises. That was one of the big criticisms. And in the men's match, some of women's, was, there was quite a bit, wasn't there? There was a lot yeah. of surprises there. Uh, that got kind of critically pissed on <laughs> the actual content of the match as well. And Ronda Rousey, while I like her, she looked like shit in the match. She hasn't wrestled. It's like CM yeah, Punk. Exactly. I'm, I'm, you know, tangent here. It's like CM Punk. You haven't wrestled in years. You know, you get back in the ring. It's probably not going to be. You're not going to throw five star clinics up. You know. No, but he's doing well above average matches still yet. Oh, Conan know? disagrees. Well, I've been listening <laughs> to Conan, but yeah, I'm not. I love Conan. I love him too. I think sometimes he likes to just have a hot take on something. Yeah. I mean, CM Punk's and all one of my is, favorite is great, but I really think that MJF, MJF is my favorite wrestler in AEW. Yeah, he's good. He's yeah. very good. Like, Which he's... you would love MJF. If you like old school, like just shit talking heel. Oh, yeah, that's my dude. That's, yeah. that's him. <laughs> yeah, MJF. An old bruiser. <laughs> he's kind of like a, uh, I think he's most like Piper, like in his yeah, Roddy, Roddy Piper with yeah. his like biggest shit talking that oh, he does. Oh, damn. Yeah, he might be a my alley then. Trained by yeah. Kurt Hawkins. Okay. I, I do love him. He is the best heel in the business, in my opinion. Oh, without a doubt. Like, oh. he pisses me off. And I know that, like, <laughs> and I like him. And I love how his parents, like, on Twitter, like, gimmickly, like, hate right, him. Right, right. And yeah. they brought, like, signs and right. said, we hate our yes, son. Yes, we hate our son, too. Jesus yeah. Christ, dude. Dude, you got to hear the shit that he says to people. It is incredible. Oh, it's off the wall, he, huh? It is beyond, like, no PC yeah it is bad dude they better Telling be careful with that crowds though. like on like tnt and tbs like straight up like get, your mother should have swallowed and oh you get an abortion about brian pillman Jr. yeah he said that to brian Pill. he said your yeah. mother should have swallowed oh my yeah god dude on television yeah on television yeah. yeah so he does not give a fuck and his shit's usually really good and the acting aspect of it is where he really excels but he also had my favorite match last year with darby allen oh it was great that was my favorite match of the entire year that was great like he can wrestle too it's just he's the whole package and he's he's literally 24 he's the same age as he's 24 yeah he's 24 wow got plenty of years left in the business and that's why i'm hoping he goes to wwe and I loved how today he said, yep. he said, are you going to re-sign with AEW? He says, I ain't re-signing with shit right now or something like that. I was just like, you're the fucking best. You're the fucking best right now. <laughs> Absolutely. So. So what kind of keeps you tuning in now? MJF. 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 Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's just like it's hopefulness and, you know, I don't want to be so negative because wrestling fans are a lot like Star Wars fans. Right. They're a lot like, you know whatever kiss fans i'm a big kiss fans it's very fanatical and intense right people like some people take it a little too seriously um i'm glad aew exists i watch i watch more than i have but uh i i still you're gonna hate me but i still like wwe better than aew no i can't so the best wrestling show that's being put out consistently is smackdown I agree. But it's largely because of Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. And, and Lesnar. Whole... Yeah, Lesnar right Lesnar. now. Yeah, absolutely. And Pat McAfee. I watch also for oh, the yes, Pat McAfee is a fantastic... So the stuff he was doing with the NFL and XFL, right. yeah. he's doing that on SmackDown now. Okay, great. So And he's bringing That's that same type up. of energy, like yeah. talking that shit. That's good for the company. Good oh, for yeah. them, dude. They haven't had a... Because they got in such this cookie-cutter approach with announcers and stuff, like, right. nobody has a personality. Right. Which isn't do, their fault. It's because Vince is like... Right. 
You know, that's Anal. why I have a little more respect for Michael Cole. Yeah. Because he does exactly, yeah. he does his job. Yeah. He does what he's told. He's not. Sure. And he's been there. I love when Vince was on the McAfee podcast. He, says, he was like Michael Cole. Terrible human. Like, or terrible human. The worst. <laughs> <laughs> he's like talking all this shit. Poor Michael for like Cole. 25 years and been loyal. Or, you know. Lead announcer. You you listen to Grilling JR. Yeah. JR talks about how he would never yell at the king for some reason. Right. And so when he was getting mad at the right. king, he would yell at JR. Right. And exactly. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know? Vince he is talk just shit a to fucking weird guy. Yeah. He, I he love knew him. that if he talked to. He knew he could talk to JR like that. He knew he couldn't talk to King like that. Yeah. That's, King would that's kick what it boiled ass. down to. Right. Yeah, King is a straight shooter, man. He I wonder how many people that. have punched Vince in the past. Uh, Bret Hart. Nails? Was it Nails? Nails, too? Bret Hart, for sure. And back in the day, they used to all get drunk in the bar Yeah. after the show. Yeah, see, I've heard these Especially stories. Especially in the early yeah. years. Yeah, and he would take people's finishers. Like, he took the heart attack. He took uh, Demolition's finisher. Uh, he took the Doomsday device. He took the Doomsday device. Oh my God. Yeah, from the Road Warriors, LOD. Like, he... Yeah, he's taking some finishers in a slickings. bar on tile or hardwood. So you got to think of that too. Come on, pal, give it to me. Come on, pal. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Give me it. It's good shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love Vince McMahon though. I know he's people shit on him, but I think he's a fucking genius. And I wish I had that work ethic. Like, oh yeah, the, the guy's obviously a fucking lunatic. There's no way that. And not to change subjects again, they go off on another tangent, but. I really hate that the whole XFL thing didn't work out. Oh, it's back. Oh, no, yeah. Maybe. It's back. Well, Rock. Dwayne Johnson, I know. Yeah. But I'm saying for Terramana. Vince and right. company. With Vince twice. Right. Yeah. The because second time such, was showmen. out of his control. Right. You know, well, the, the pandemic. pandemic. What the fuck? He can't control that. But I'm right. saying that would have been good. I sure. think that would have been really good for them <laughs> if no. it would have worked out. So. For sure. Yeah. I mean, the more money Vince is making, the better, you know, it's going right. to right hand, left hand right. in that regard. Get the same owner. So. I know, Josh, you used to watch wrestling back in the day. Right. So well, who were the main people that you followed way oh, back then? Oh, man. Um, obviously, I'm probably going to bleed over on some of the stuff. Um, that doesn't matter. <laughs> I was probably like four or five when I really first got into wrestling. Yeah. When my stepdad met my mom and they first got together, he was really into it. And he, But for me, mostly, it was like, <clears throat> I guess, the late 90s era, I would say. Like um, your gold dust and your... <sighs> You know, you're, yes, the, Gold Dust, criminally underrated, one of my favorites right. of all time. Which I'm uh, Friday. He's on Rampage against Lance Hoyt, Dustin. Yeah. Um, what's Dustin his name? Rhodes. Yes, yeah, yeah Dustin you know, Rhodes. St- he's better. He's a better worker than he was 15 years ago, which is incredible. That's how, right. like, because he he got a bad like alcohol drug. Well, I can even that. attest to towards the end of his career, you could tell like his oh, mat- yeah. the quality of his matches were going way down sure. and stuff. So I can Absolutely. imagine that he probably had some stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's and he's like even you know I'm one of those weird people that watched WWE main event in like 2018, right. and I would get excited to watch Goldust matches because he was like they'd give him time. He was in right. shape. Gold. And he, you know, and you know, he was older. They weren't going to use him, but right now, like, he's one of my favorites in AEW. Even though he's not spotlight, he you know. Yeah, he doesn't wrestle as much as you'd like him to. But still, one of my favorite matches in AEW is actually him and Cody. Well, him and Cody have probably my, my favorite my favorite match of the last two or three years. I guess it's been about three years now. But actually, him and Sammy. It was a New Year's Bash show that they did. On Dynamite. That. I'm going to have to go back and, and watch they, that. It was in Jacksonville when they did it at Daly's Place. Okay. 
And that's when he gives Sammy, or I think Sammy gives him a Canadian Destroyer on the apron. Yeah, because Dustin does Canadian Destroyers right, now at right. 50. Yeah, which is crazy. 50, I'm right. going gonna, gonna to do Canadian Destroyers at 50. Yeah. God, dude. That's He's what incredible. Saying. Incredible athletes. I'll give it to him on that. But yeah, like when I was a kid, you know, like your classic wrestlers, <clears throat> your Macho Mans, your, you know, your, right. your Hulk Hogan's, your um, Jake the Snakes, your... right. You know, just like classic wrestlers, mostly sure. like ninety late eighties, nineties there, nineties. So like the heels here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. all heels because original Gold Dust. Uh, I promise you, like he was like. Oh yeah. Not like androgynous. Real, real heat. Like <laughs> right. people were like uh, hate mail, all that. Oh, shit. Oh yeah. Like well, they were was... capitalizing on the homophobia of the late nineties. Right. So. Right. Which was wasn't hard to a hard card to play on at that time. And me and I loved it too because me and my buddies we had a tra- trampoline sure. in my backyard and we used to like set up um, the music player right. and have it to where like we walked out of the garage and we had Absolutely. lights set up Did you know what I mean? thing, and played the intro music and would yeah. do all the you know charismatic movements and stuff right. and then try to do the moves on each other on the trampoline and hurt each other cry you know that'll right, right. But, oh yeah that was that was when I was like really into it, it was probably between four and 12 years old well a thing that kind of took off too in our teenage year and i's teenage years josh it was uh the backyard wrestling shit oh yeah and remember that the shit late night got crazy dude yeah i still watch some of that stuff on youtube and they're like breaking the fluorescent bulbs right. over each other and Terrible. stuff oh so, dude like yeah some of it's like uh like with nick gage garbage wrestling <laughs> nick nick gage literally you watched dark side of the ring where yeah. he literally died they had to right. rush him to having a backyard fucking mud show Sorry, I mean I'm for death match, extreme matches at times, but like, there's a point where you're doing a backyard match and you're hitting right. each other with light tubes. It's like, right, dude, you're just many, trying. You made five hundred dollars maybe that night, right? If you're in a backyard, I would think you would make less. If it felt like these are just... well, yeah, back to the backyard wrestling stuff. I'm, my mind's kind of stuck in that. Uh, what is it, CZW? Yeah, shit. I mean, is I that what it was called? Yeah, yeah. I, some yeah. of it. I was back in the Nick Cage. Some man. of it, I can't do it. And that's kind of evolved nowadays. Now I see a lot of like bare knuckle fighting and stuff, like underground bare knuckle fighting. Actually, Ken Shamrock started his own bare knuckle fighting promotion. Yeah, that's who's running the the one that's real popular. He was one when I was younger that was up and coming. Yeah, and then he went into MMA eventually. You know, or was it before he was? No, he was in MMA first, then he went pro wrestling. Oh, was was it the other way around? Yeah. So he was an MMA fighter first, and then he went into pro wrestling. He was in a thing called Pancrase. Pancrase was a mixed work shoot. Right. Pancrase wrestling. That's yeah. a Japanese thing. Yeah, wasn't it like in a ring? But they actually like get yeah. each other like yes. full on like yes. Yes. mixed martial arts. So that whenever you have those discussions with people, some people don't take that as a credible MMA right, right. thing. Makes sense. But Makes then sense. he was in the first UFCs. Okay. Like the early him UFCs. and Hoist Gracie like battle it out like and they have a storied rivalry wow when you could eye gouge and kick yes him, kick you could do in the nuts and whatnot the only rules no were no uh no eye gouging and no kicking the okay nuts. Those I, thought were like, <laughs> I thought you could do that those were the only two things you couldn't do and i i want to say like fish hooking i know that became prominent at some point but yeah you can stick your finger in somebody's mouth and right that. yeah no that thanks. was like i like remember there was no more than like five rules or something jesus other than like i'm talking like what you can do to somebody else not right. time constraints and i've seen some pretty grisly knockouts from that stuff too back in the day oh yeah like some scary stuff one of the most fucked up ones is a kickboxer he's it surprises everybody he fucking like you think he's gonna get crushed by the sumo in the first um uh, 
UFC. Mm-hmm. You can watch it on uh, YouTube. They have the, they have it up in its entirety. But this kickboxer gives him a fucking spinning heel kick oh, I think and I've just knocks this, yeah. his ass out. It's the fastest I knockout. I think I may have seen it. It was the fastest knockout in UFC history. I think it's been since been beat. But yeah, I think that yeah, even the face knockout is faster. But yeah, fucked up. And then he gets on top of the motherfucker and starts hammer fisting him and shit. And he's already down, like out. Like out he's of clearly it. out of it. Yeah. And like this is like when the out. refs were not nearly as aggressive. Like if they saw that big guy take oh, yeah. that fall today, that ref would have jumped on top, on top of, of him immediately right. and stopped the, the match. So right, they're they're worth watching. They yeah. have like oh, yeah, almost like, I think it's like almost the first twelve or so on YouTube. You can watch them in there. I need to go back and freshen up on that too. I actually a couple summers ago was like, hey man. I remember when my dad would buy these UFC pay-per-views, and so I was like, I gotta see if I can find them somewhere. And Joe Rogan right. with hair. So I rewatched them. Oh God, yeah, Joe that, Rogan that, with that's hair. awkward as well. Fear factor. Isn't yeah? Joe Joe Rogan was on the earlier ones too. Yes, absolutely. Are but you I, scared is that to eat these cow was, testicles, boys? Is that before he was racist and anti-vax, or is that after he was racist? Well, and it was just ex- it was acceptable. It was then. A, a break in his anti-vax and racist. It was acceptable then in American society. <laughs> it was just an everyday part of life, so it didn't, nobody noticed it. <laughs> I'm just kind of giving some shit. I think his uh, stuff's a little bit overblown. This controversy. I, I absolutely do. I, yeah. I, but I, I don't yeah. give a shit about some of his podcasts, though. I'm oh just, no! Yeah, I only ever listened to Comedians. his episodes if he had somebody on I liked. Right, comedian, pro wrestlers. You get uh, a movie chance stars, to do Elon authors. Musk if he does conspiracy shit yeah. or doctors. It is or... funny the Elon Musk. Elon Musk smokes weed with him on that one. Yes. and it's hilarious. It's incredible. Yeah, it's my incredible. favorite one because he's crazy. Is David Lee Roth? Oh, the David Lee Roth <laughs> is pretty good. Alex Jones. Alex Jones is my favorite guest it's, on there. Yeah. And then I, I absolutely hate Alex Jones. Me too. But it is the most entertaining shit. <clears throat> and I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of ashamed to say this. I'm going to say this. But he was a part of that 9-11 truth movement. Oh, yeah. After, he was. Not There's to go off on another tangent. I keep doing right. that to you guys. But he was a part of that. And I used to support that back in the day. Like I, when I was younger, like I was sure. all about that. The 9-11 conspiracy and stuff. Right. And it's just like. I can't believe that guy had his hands in that whenever I was involved in that. Like, yeah, the guy's such a piece of shit. But anyway, for sure, we can move on from that conversation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so, neither here or there. <laughs> anything else, uh, wrestling wise, in the wrestling business, we want to comment on Jake Matt Cardona. Matt One Cardona, of, uh, uh, top. I mean, we've said a lot of top, but who to- a guy who keeps totally reinventing his career shows you that he, you don't need WWE or AEW to succeed. Sure. Yeah. Matt Cardona is actually doing something really special right now. He's, you know, essentially wrestling every independent winning championships. I think he's won like six titles. His, yeah. I was going to say, he mentioned something about, I'll take my seventh Yeah, here recently. So <laughs> He's NWA champion. Yeah, he's NWA champion. Is he still GCW champion? No, he lost to Moxley. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I keep forgetting that Moxley is the GCW champion because yeah. he really hasn't they, done anything with it. Yeah. They've only, he's only appeared a couple of times. He's the impact digital media champion. Right. And he's the, right. Some other promotions, but I, I mean, him and Brian Myers, what have they have done with like the pot? They literally make a, fucking killing talking about action figures right right well, like they've another... done very well for themselves yeah. with that business yeah. for sure i think one thing we you know would need to mention is the fact that tony khan bought ring of honor 
Yeah. So whatever the hell that means and what that's going to turn into. Which the Briscoes and FTR, right I think, are going to be at that They're going to have a Ring of Honor Supercard, yep, at the WrestleMania. And so finally we're going to get the Briscoes and FTR, and FTR is the best tag team in the business. And there's no dispute. Without question. And Dax Harwood had one of my favorite matches. Last night. That's actually probably my favorite CM Punk match in AEW. It's good. It's solid. It's really good. I mean, yeah. they did the, sh- you know... I, the, the, the slingshot power bomb was dope. Even oh, though the sharpshooter! But it made it actually look. Yeah, the sharpshooter was fantastic. Every spot, the psychology, you know, just a crossbody. You were even way into into the match. Oh, and it was, it was a near fall, and you know, yeah. it was great. And so. I liked the MJF match, but dude, when you got FTR on TV, which. I don't understand why they're they should always be the champions. Absolutely, I know that's they so, need a long run. Even though I sure. like Jungle, I like the Jurassic Express, but I absolutely hate the Jurassic Express. Really, I like Jungle Boy. I hate Luchasaurus. Although I will say his last few matches have been better. Or a Dino Douche is what Cornette calls Dino him. Dino Douche. And yeah. Then, uh, Mar- I I feel like he's a nice guy. What's the Marco, Marco stunt? stunt? Yeah, he calls. He's not in it anymore. Though. He calls him Marco Stunted Growth and a yeah. dwarf dong sucker. <laughs> yeah, dwarf dong sucker. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Kid's like five foot tall. I mean, he's tiny. and also I I like Marco Stunt because I'm pretty sure his dad runs Cape Championship Wrestling. I don't know if his or, dad runs it, but some, he's been in. He's he's wrestled in Camp Cape Championship. Because he goes to Cape quite somewhere. a bit. He there was this bogus article that came out that said he was from Cape and he's not. I went back and backtracked to that. That kind of went around yeah. a couple of years ago, and but they featured him in the papers. But there's yet. he has a family member or something that's involved yeah. with the company, and they had Kevin Nash. I could have met Kevin Nash, and I was like, "Nah, I'm gonna stay home." Well, this is before uh, Matt Hardy went back to WWE, but he was down there. The Hardys were and stuff. And, and then uh, Scott Scott Hall a few months ago was supposed to be there, and he bailed. Which R.I.P. Scott Hall. Yeah, no doubt. One of yeah. the greatest ever, never to win the world title. Him and Arn Anderson are the greatest to never win the world title. Yeah, I agree. And uh, they replaced him with Eric Young. So I bet people were like, N- "I love Eric Young," but like they sure. were hoping for Scott Hall, yeah. and they got Scott Hall's top Eric ten all Young. time for me. Yeah, one of the greatest. I think we're going to move on to the WrestleMania 38 preview. If you want to stick around after the break, Jake, and we can talk about what's happening at WrestleMania 38. Hell yeah, let's do it. All right, awesome. <laughs> Right, we are back with you. Thanks for sticking around. So we're going to talk about WrestleMania 38 in Dallas, Texas. Two-night event, April 2nd and 3rd. And we're just going to kind of get into what the match card is announced, at least for right now. We know the world of the WWE, and they like to change things at the last minute, and people get injured, and with COVID in the world, of course, now, that impacts things. I would suppose if somebody has an infection, they can't uh, do their deal here, so... Um, what they have laid out, at least for right now, night one and two, I think this has even changed since we just printed this out in the last 48 hours. We're just going to kind of go through from night one to night two, how they have it listed. First match on night one, right? Yeah. All right. Single match for the WWE, WWE Raw Women's Championship. It's going to be Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. Belair. Yeah. All right. I couldn't read it. Sorry. So Becky Lynch <laughs> and Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. What do you think, Jake? Well, uh, SummerSlam didn't. Uh, Becky Lynch came back. Right. Uh, they basically just said, fuck you, Bian- Bianca Belair. Yeah, that was and, horseshit. And they're going to job her out there. Right. 
And, you know, I haven't really been paying attention too much to them since then. But, I mean, you gotta you got to let her get her revenge at Mania, right? You would think. I mean, and I mean, Becky's had the title ever since that happened as well and defended it many times. So yeah. you would think that, that they're trying to get her another WrestleMania moment, Mania moment I guess. Um, I can't believe what I'm reading on this next one, but go ahead and continue. <laughs> Legend. Uh, so go ahead and hit us with the next one, Josh. All right. So the tag team match on night one. Matchup number two will be Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio versus The Miz and Logan Paul. Yeah, the Logan Paul, <sighs> which I don't hate it. It brings eyes to it brings eyes to WWE. It does. Yeah, I don't. <clears throat> I really don't does. have a strong opinion about it. Quite frankly, I, for what purpose that they're trying to achieve here, and that's yes, bringing outside eyes into the product. You know, it'll definitely hope, ex- exceed or just, succeed. This in that whole regard. stuff with the Paul brothers. I just hope that. People realize it's show business. Best heels in the business. But, right. but yeah, that's that's the thing. The, here. That's the point, right? For this, right? and I know that Bruce Pritchard in particular is a big fan of the Paul Brothers. Yeah, I mean, I don't know any company that would turn it down. Right, turn it down. Right. You're I, mean, t- I mean, look at the title fights, or not title fights, but the boxing matches. How much revenue that generated? They get and, I'm pretty, they get higher buy rates than some of the actual UFCs. Like, yeah, yeah. In some instances, yeah, yeah. So, so I like it, and Rey Mysterio and the Miz. I, did you watch Raw at all? I did he not. He took his mask off. I mean, oh, I did see the highlight of that. Oh, wait. Mysterio did? Uh, Miz, Miz took, yanked oh. Mysterio's mask, oh, mask off. I just see, man, that was a big one for me, too, when I was a kid. Was Rey yeah, Mysterio, Rey Mysterio's so. phenomenal. Yeah. And he still does it. Does it well. He's adjusted his game a little bit, but, right. you know, he's well, doing when you're that age, you It's his too, son but... that wrestles with him now, Dominic. Okay. And, just as uh, fast, as wild and crazy as no, his dad. he's taller, actually. He's probably like 6'1". Six, six, oh, wow. Which is crazy, because yeah, his dad's, dad's like 5'4". Right, and his he's dad's only a like, little guy. Isn't he only like 20, if that? I know he's, he's my pretty age. young. I, think he's I thought he was younger than that. I think he, I'm not sure, but I know, he, I, I know he's around my I age. I know he's not any older than you are. Yeah. And he literally, he went to Lance Storm School, was trained by Lance Storm. Damn. And literally started on the main roster almost immediately didn't. he didn't even even though he signed a developmental deal they put him on tv almost immediately because they were doing kind of a family angle thing it must be good so he's not he does all right he's better than a lot of the women quite frankly yeah <laughs> so there's that and the miss anytime you get to see the miss on pay-per-view i'm happy because i think he's one of, he's been consistently one of the best in wwe i think he's very underrated like his heel work when his last feud that he had was seen in which that was a couple manias ago now whenever they did the the intergender tag match mm-hmm. with Nikki Bella and Cena and all them and so like you know that as well as his Dolph Ziggler feud over the IC title about 3 or 4 years ago that was one of my more favorite feuds that he had recent I guess in recent years I should put say but the edge stuff I wasn't they had a serviceable match. It was Royal very Rumble. lukewarm. Yeah. But it was nothing to, you know, I, I, I wasn't really into it. No, I, was, I wasn't it either. I, yeah. I just saw, oh, I got to see Edge live. I got to see, you know. Right, right. Beth Phoenix. But it wasn't like. like that was an unexpected treat. It wasn't a classic. Respects. It right. was just, a, I think it was meant to be like a moment, not a, you know. Absolutely. A classic match. But that's another thing, too. People get too invested in some of the stuff. Like, this match is supposed to be right. a moment. Right. You know, this is a beyond their brand promotion at this right, point right you know this match in particular so i mean it definitely makes sense it makes more sense for to me for it to be here than right where it has been recently so so who do we think is going to prevail in this 
Jake, you think it's probably going to be Mysterio? I mean, it's WrestleMania. Don't you got to, you know... A lot of babyface wins. Yeah, don't you got to, you know, give the people what they want? And right. Lo- they're not going to extend a feud with Logan Paul, you don't think, in The right. Miz? Like, sure. What are they going to do? Drag this out to SummerSlam or something? I don't know. They so, do wacky shit sometimes, but I definitely think it's going in that direction. They're going to have to get their comeuppance, you know, with taking the mask, too. That's 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 one thing you don't do to luchadors unless there's money behind it. Unless you're Eric Bischoff. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> to which this – I love to this day he still tries to defend doing it. Uh, which I did – I grew – that's the first Rey Mysterio I knew. Seriously. Right. Yeah. It was maskless Rey Mysterio. Right. The Filthy Animals Rey Mysterio. That's exactly – yeah. like Road Wild 99. Yeah, so, yeah. but Ray Mis- Masked Ray Mysterio is some of the best matches I've ever seen, especially in that cruiserweight division back in WCW. Oh, dude, he's just high-speed, high adrenaline, yeah. just in-your-face stuff. Him it's and really Hoovy had some of the best matches as I've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I think Ray Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio win. Yeah, I think that. so. I'm with you on that one. Babyface. Uh, matchup number three, you got the singles match. Um, it's going to be Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin with Mad Cat Moss. This has been an ultra JoJo feud for me. It is uh, very immature and, you know. Go to the bathroom match. Absolutely, yeah. This is a bathroom break match for me. And it's not even, I like, oh, actually, one of my favorite things of last year was when Corbin lost his house. Yes. He was dressing like a bum. Yes, it was great. And Drew McIntyre. I love Drew McIntyre, but who the the fuck is Madcap Moss? Sorry. (laughs) No disrespect to you. Yeah. But so I don't that's know who Riddick you are. Moss, right? I don't know who that so, is. But he never did anything. That's my. That's what I was getting to. In NXT, they tried to throw him in a tag tag team at the last minute to get something out of him. They didn't. Then he just like randomly showed up on the main roster and was kind of in the feud for the twenty four seven title. Had it at some point. Okay, he was that. But then guy. they totally rebranded him to this Madcap Moss character, and so now he's the lackey of Baron Corbin. Guy's jacked. The gills looks great. Got dropped on his fucking head in Saudi Arabia, wasn't it? Whenever he got uh, dropped on his head, well, by Drew McIntyre, he gave him a suplex and like landed directly on top of his head. Jesus, yeah. I don't know if I remember that. It's terrifying. I have to go look back, look that up. Speaking of landing on heads, old Big E got dropped on top of his head. Yeah, like last week, and almost had a stroke because of it. Yeah, I think I've seen that in the news. Yeah, I'd... he may not even wrestle again. Jesus, like there's dude. seriously a threat That's what I'm of saying, that. dude. This stuff, like, yeah, you know. And the time, the one time he got to be WWE champion, it was terrible. Right. And it's not, right. it's not his part. They no. just didn't do anything with him. Right. No, very lackluster booking. Without. Yeah. So right. that's sad if he never gets to wrestle again. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and say that Drew McIntyre is probably one in this match. Although they're teasing this whole thing, like they're trying to give Corbin an undefeated streak at WrestleMania now. So I think they said something about him being three and zero or four and zero at WrestleMania. Yeah, he's uh, won the Battle Royal. He beat right. Kurt Angle and right. I can't remember his other wins. So he, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he won. I could see them doing that, but largely him and Madcap have been getting the better of Drew McIntyre. Although they keep doing this, having singles match matches between him and Madcap, and he keeps winning. He being Drew McIntyre, so. I don't know. I could see it going either way, but yeah, I think you're It's a bathroom big ma- match for me. Well, you can be in the bathroom for a long time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, you never know. So we've got, what's next on the list, Josh? All right, you're going to have to help me out with this. All right, so the the Usos yeah. versus Shinsuke Nakamura and yeah. Rick, yeah. Rick Boogs. Yep. Did I say that right? Yep, so right. it's Shinsuke Nakamura, but you know, not far off at all. And Rick Boogs. 
Um, so the Usos, I think, are actually going to win this. Oh, this yeah. is going to be a heel win. They're here. one of the best tag teams of the last decade. Them and FTR. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and this is the tag team championship. That's the stipulation on that one. Yeah. yeah. And I think Shinsuke is the Intercontinental Champion. He was. He lost it. Okay, who is the Intercontinental Ricochet. Champion? Ricochet. Okay, well, I read a thing yesterday uh, that the uh, if it's not defended at WrestleMania, the Intercontinental title has not been defended on a pay-per-view for a whole year. So WrestleMania. Holy shit, I didn't re- realize that. It wasn't. I, I go back and look. None of the other pay-per-views the Intercontinental title was on. That is fucking sad. That is very sad. Wow. I mean, that's a title that would make future champions back in the day, especially the 90s specifically. Yeah, now it's just... People like... It's like the European title now, right. basically. Yeah, it's really getting it's it's faded into obscurity in some respects. In that way, you know, you I go back and think about the '90s, the people that had the Intercontinental title. I just thought, oh my god, these guys are so huge, and that's important. You know, Stone Cold had it, uh, The Rock had it, Owen Hart, Owen Hart had it, Kurt Bret Henning. Hart had it, Kurt Henning. You know, all these great talents in the ring that went on to do even bigger and better things. Triple H had it at one point, so... I mean, yeah, all the big, like, even... Well, no, Cena won the U.S. title, but... That, right, you know. but that's equivalent, really. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's that's crazy to even think that that's a possibility, that it, for an entire year it will not be on any pay-per-view. That is why. Unless if they, you know, you know, with, like, they, they do matches the day before, like Hawkins and Ryder, with, right. the revival wasn't announced till the day before WrestleMania. Right. So, I mean, they could... Well, they'll have pre-show matches, matches and shit like yeah. that, too. You know, like little ancillary storyline shit going on. All right. So, for the last one on Night 5, matchup number five, you got the singles match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship, and that's going to feature Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey. So, this uh, Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair feuds had its up and downs already for me. I... They kind of recuperated some of that in last week's SmackDown. I believe they had the the car altercation where they were getting thrown in the cars and shit. Maybe I'm misremembering it. Maybe it's the week before. They've they, that was a strong point for me. You know, before that they were any time that they put Ronda Rousey in a situation where she has to stand in the ring and talk with a mic for too long, it's a disservice to her. Also, Ronda Rousey is. A badass. She is the badass that used to walk out with the, you know, steely bitch face at the MMA events and right. shit like that. You know, she yeah. didn't have to fuck. She never smiled. Right. Or anything like that. Oh, yeah. She She's coming out, out of the blood. ring like glad handing now, smiling from ear to ear. That's not the Ronda Rousey that right. no. we all know is the real Ronda Rousey. Even so Brock a now fake. doesn't really smile. Yeah, Brock doesn't either, but he's a, a kick-ass baby face, and that's exactly what Ronda Rousey needs to be. Yeah. That's what she is. Right. And she honestly was doing better for herself as she kind of went heel the last time that she was in. Like People like legitimately hated her because she was oh, yeah. bringing Bubbly. shame to the wrestling business and oh. all that, you know inward talk online the mark talk talk if you will yeah um but you know i think that they are going in the direction of ronda rousey winning here which is not a bad thing which i did yeah it certainly isn't you're going to get your sports center moment vince is constantly looking for a sports center moment something that's going to be promoted on sports center absolutely ronda rousey with a belt on her former ufc champ when she's never been the smackdown champion she was raw champion previously so this this is going to be another 
notch in the belt for her. And to give Charlotte another opportunity for her to, like, already pass Rick. She's getting close. Oh, absolutely. She's, like, yeah. what, 14 or 13-time well, champion? They did this weird thing where they counted her NXT runs, and then they took them away from her or okay. something. Which so I think it's it's sketchy again, but yeah, come on. Well, well, come. On. How many so, times did Ric Flair actually win the championship? Well, I no, think they I'm said it was something in the twenties. Title, but that's a different. Story. Yeah, it, it's not that big of a deal for me. But what I think that isn't on our match cards, I know is going to happen, is the Stone Cold Kevin Owens altercation, which is supposed to cap off night one. Rumor has it. Can't wait. How do you feel about? that oh, and what's going on i mean anytime that. you get to hear the the glass shatter it, oh my God. absolutely this, you know it still gives me goosebumps to this he's day in his when 50s I hear it. dude right. he still looks amazing the texas rattlesnake yeah. walking down the ring you're fucking excited oh, oh hell yeah you hear the glass shatter you know do the walk. oh hell yeah it's my absolute favorite wrestler of all time and yeah. i wanted him to be my dad whenever i was a little kid i wanted him so bad to what? come to my school and tell the bullies to Shove it up their ass. Hell yeah. You know, and Stop mud holes and walk it dry. Walk them dry. Open up a can of whoop ass on you motherfuckers. <laughs> I drink a beer. <laughs> I drink two beers. I had two Three. beers. Tequila. <laughs> Another beer. <A> whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's the, that's what I'm excited for. It's it's not all about <laughs> matches. It's moments. Like, you know, I right. want him to come out there and just whip his ass. Yeah. And Kevin Owens is perfect because he uses finisher. Absolutely. He's a great heel who can talk. Absolutely. He can go toe-to-toe with them. He can and, take good bumps. And yeah. hopefully we get to see uh, a lot of stunners. And hopefully Cody and Seth Rollins is also on night one because that I'll, hasn't been announced. Yeah, that hasn't been announced either, but it is being remembered that Cody is coming back and Seth keeps teasing that he doesn't have an opponent throwing fits on Raw and what have you. Which the end of Raw was amazing. because with like He was saying this is bullshit and he yeah. destroyed the Raw set. I right. was like, maybe right. WWE is trying to... You know, get a little right edgier with their stuff. Yeah, because you know they kind of have to. And uh, I they thought do. the I thought the end of Raw was pretty good. But it's AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. You're never going to have a bad match with those guys. No, absolutely not. So. Two of the absolute best in the business doing it. So I think with the so the 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 weird thing with the Stone Cold and Kevin Owens thing, it's supposed to be a talking segment. It's supposed to be the KO show. So that aspect of it is. Uh, but Stone Cold's in his 50s. Can he really have a match? You know, that sort of thing. So If he comes out in ring attire. If, I hope to God he does. Wait, the blue jean shorts. Yeah, hopefully the jorts do. with his double knee braces. Yep, and the t-shirt. And... Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Or not like be... black, the black trunks. Why yeah, he just fucking just... that'd be badass if it was the black trunks and his vest. His vest. Oh, that's it. yeah. Yeah. Like literal ring attire, or yeah. comes out on the a Kawasaki, the, the mule, he's, or whatever. You know he's coming out on something. <laughs> he's got to be on his truck. Mule. He'll he'll come out on Biggie's broken four wheeler ATV. <laughs> 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 so if if they have a match, without question, Stone Cold's one. Oh, it's fine. a long point here. I mean, come that'd on, that'd be really stupid not to. Yeah. Right? And send send I mean in Dallas, Texas, of all places, right. not too far from his home. Yeah, you're not going to do that to him. Yeah, and Kevin Owens has been shit talking Texas as a state and all the towns and the people in it and yada yada the all these this last month or so. So yeah, that's no no better way could they end night one. Right.
now exclusively on YouTube, the Vulgar Display of Podcasts is a show about metal by metalheads. The Vulgar Display of Podcasts does not discriminate. We share a love for any and all kinds of metal. Please do us a favor and like, subscribe, turn on notifications, and share our videos. We appreciate your help and support. For more information and content, check out thewellnessinvestors.com and the Vulgar Display of Podcasts. So for matchup number one on night two, it's the fatal four four way tag team match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship, and this one is loaded. It's got Queen Zelina, and okay, help me out with this one, Carmella. Yeah, you guys know these fight like these wrestlers better than me. So yeah. versus Sasha Banks and Naomi. Yep. Versus Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan versus Natalia and Shania. Uh, Shayna Baszler. Shayna. Oh my god, yeah, guys. she was a former MMA. Okay, as I don't well. know her either. <laughs> like she, she was kind of in the same run of like Ronda Rousey, Justin Macon Duke. I got you. All them gals were friends. I got you. They, uh, they were actually the four horsewomen of the UFC. So that's kind of, in part, kind of what's littered in here is some. T- so like the, sh- for example, like Ronda versus Charlotte. Charlotte was a part of the WWE's Four Horsewomen. I got you. And they teased for the longest time that they were going to do Four Horsewomen versus Four Horsewomen. They never did it. They had all of these people signed, these UFC ladies signed in the company at one time, but they've lost some of them since or cut them. So, but yeah, Shayna Baszler's got a legit shoot background, and she actually does some instructional videos of like you know, jujitsu and judo oh, that's cool. stuff on her <laughs> Instagram. It's actually kind of cool to follow her. But yeah, this match. Oh, um, I love, I love it just for one reason. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that's uh, Rhea Ripley, baby. Rhea Ripley, going. Can I text you, Hulk Hogan style? Love you. Um, <laughs> you're my favorite. Um, Riptide. Hell yeah. You're hell yeah. I don't know what else to say. But Rhea Ripley. That's the only reason I love it. She's my favorite women's, re- arguably my favorite wrestler in general in the business right now. In the business, yeah. So, love you. So uh, we, we'll follow up with this at the end of the show, but Jake's available for oh, God. Us, so you know. Rhea. Yeah, Rhea, Rhea I'm, so, I'm available. I, we're, we're, I'll take the Riptide, whatever you want. Let's, yeah, yeah. However it needs to go down, yeah. he's he's game. Yep, absolutely. Let's just post the digits on the roll tide. Yeah, we'll 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 put your number up there. We'll get oh, a WhatsApp on the social media. <laughs> see, see if we can get get her. Get Rhea. But no, she's legitimately a great. She is. No, she's good. Phenomenal. Arguably, I think she's Best better seller. than. I mean. Arguably the be- like her drop kick. Are you kidding yeah. me? I mean that's better than she's good. Anybody almost to me. Like- she sells incredibly well. That's why she works best as a baby face in my opinion. Although she does do good heel work too. I like her either way. No matter. I like her any which way. Any, he says. Anyway, he says I like her every single which way <laughs> with butter on her biscuit. <laughs> so yeah, I'm hoping for a Liv Morgan Rhea Ripley win, but if not, I hope they push you, start pushing her. You again. know, Carmella and Queen Zelina are losing it. I'm confident that's the route they're going, but I could see them going with Sasha and Naomi as the only. Oh yeah, because Rhea just got done being ta- women's tag team champion. Yeah. Hopefully they, you know, say fuck off, Liv Morgan. No offense, but she has her... improved the yeah. most. Of well, no, the I just women, want Rhea Ripley to be in the main event spot. You know. Yeah, she needs to be singles. I could almost see her turn in heel, 
to go against a uh, Bianca, and then yeah. they kind of reset up their feud. They had one of the best women's feuds in NXT. Oh, hell yeah. It was excellent. Two very athletic chicks just beating the shit out of each other, and <laughs> both of them easy on the eyes. Yeah, frankly, if you guys thought the Logan Paul thing on night one was wild, yeah, you're they, really gonna enjoy this one. <laughs> they have to split up their celebrities, I guess. That's where All right, going. so matchup number two is gonna be an anything goes match between Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn. So this is gonna be stunt filled. There's no question about that. Absolutely, Johnny Knoxville's jumping off of something on the Sami Zayn. Absolutely, I guarantee it. And then Steve-O's going to be there, Wee Man, everybody. I bet all of Jackass is going to be there. And you know what? To speak about that, I've heard nothing but great things about that film. So good for the those guys. Jackass. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it might be like their highest rated one right. that they've done. And you got to like think about like their journey to sobriety, like everything they've been through, like and, and right. like how they used to film those right. kinds of crazy ass shit. Like you know, being able to have the balls right. being on probably what they were on. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then now doing it sober. Absolutely. You good know, for uh, good for whenever. Them. The, the Royal Rumble was in St. Louis. Brock mm-hmm. Lesnar went to a restaurant and the Jackass guys were there. Oh, good. And he, I think it was when it was, or it was either that or right did before he, they went did, to Saudi. Did he hurt somebody? He, he took Wee Man. Yeah. Yeah, he took Wee Man and he power slammed him through a table in the restaurant. Oh, dude. Like it wasn't staged, like did it on the spot. Damn. Like it started with him sending a bottle of wine to their table. And then they came over and talked to him and he had his own private room. Brock Lesnar did. Yeah. And so then he was like, they were all talking shit. And then Wee Man's like, oh, fuck you up or something like that. And he just picked him, like, no notice. Just picked his ass up and <laughs> threw him through a table in the restaurant. Oh, and Brock cool. said he, like, threw cash out yep. to cover the expenses, like, at their restaurant. And he just tours, left. And just left. That's just gold, ghosted dude. out, went back to his hotel room. That's gold. So Love that's it. pretty fantastic. Yeah. I'm, I'm loving Brock, babyface Brock. Cowboy Brock, baby. Dude. He's out for blood. It's my favorite. Oh, I think even better what, than the old days. It says "fuck you" to the people who says that he. Yeah. Oh, he's just suplex. Just comes yeah. out there and does the same shit. F five. Everybody that shits on him. He is one of the greatest of all time. I agree. To Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> so, this is going to be stunt filled without question. It's supposed to be funny. Yeah, Johnny shouldn't win, right. but I also wouldn't be surprised if he does. Somehow he does, right? Oh, right. I think Johnny Knoxville is going to win. You think so? Oh. You know, it's they're he bringing has, him. Again, I will you bring say this: celebrity, right? He has right. been getting the better of Sami Zayn up to this point. Like putting his number on online or whatever is one of the things he did to him recently. And then, like, actually, Sami had the Intercontinental Title. He won it back from Shinsuke, and then Ricochet won it from Sami. Because Johnny Knoxville came out and distracted in the match. And then when there's something about like the red carpet premiere with Johnny Knoxville yeah. in the Jackass yeah. film. Yeah. Sami Zayn was there like hassling him and yeah, shit. Talking shit and got right. kicked out of the premiere. Right. All that. Yeah. Okay. And TMZ covered it, but obviously it was all, you know, it was probably coordinated. Staged, right. 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 WWE gets weird where they don't want their people to lose to celebrities though sometimes. But last year, Bad Bunny wrestled and he won. Who actually did great. And he did excellent. And I was shocked and surprised. I need to watch Don't that. even and know a, a song by well. him or anything. I just know him in WWE. I honestly never heard any of his music till he was in WWE. And I was like, I, I wonder if he's doing his own walkout music. And he was. Right. I went back, found that song. that I found, I actually like some of his stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not bad. Spanish. One of the biggest like, streamed artists in the world. He is. Yeah. Like, really? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, and he's no English, all strictly right. in Spanish. Like, he's got a huge footprint yeah. globally. He's got a pretty big following. I've noticed on Twitter. So who do you think Johnny Knoxville's winning? Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. I don't. I don't think Sammy. I don't know. It's just they're bringing him in. Johnny Knoxville, Jackass. You know, all the yeah. guys are going to come out. 
you know, I think it's going to be just a, a let up match, a fun match. I honestly think Sami Zayn's one of the best talents in all of wrestling, especially when he's on his heel shit. Oh yeah, I hate him when he's I hate he, him. He is legitimately, legitimately like one of the better talkers in all of wrestling. Like I feel like he's at least in top five, if not top three, like heels talking in the business today, without question. MJF, of course, is number one on that list, but number one and number two is a distant number two, but nonetheless. Oh God, it's getting even more wild. Pat McAfee and Austin Theory for the singles match. Can't I'm wait. very confident that Pat McAfee is winning this match. Can't wait. And Pat McAfee's already had a match, though, in Cole, NXT baby. with Adam Cole and did extremely well. Oh, wow. It was a fantastic War Games match. I and missed he so much. Jim Cornette it. liked it. Yeah. <laughs> that tells you how... And Jim Cornette hates a lot hardcore of matches right. or no disqualifications. Or celebrities in matches. Yeah. Pat McAfee... Fucking killed it, dude. That's awesome. Yes, Good for him, man. Yeah, fantastic. So I think, and Austin Theory is one of the best young talents that they have. I think he's one of the, if you were to talk blue chippers in wrestling, top three, without question. He's well on his way to be a big star as it is anyways, but he's really going to get the rocket strap on him, I think, in the next year or two. He's working with Vince right now. Yeah. And he Vince, was doesn't even like to be on TV, so that tells you something. Down to the final two with him and Brock in the Elimination Chamber. Right, which he took a hellacious bump. F5. F5, yeah, off, off the, the top of that. Yeah. I couldn't believe they fucking did that. Whenever he had him up, I was like, no, he's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. He's going to get out. Sure enough, he fucking took it off the top of Elimination Chamber pod. Oh, God. Took an F5. Hell yeah. He landed. He Brock placed him perfectly. He landed perfectly, though. He Good. couldn't have went any better. Right. But so that's the, that's uh, that speaks to how good he is as well. Right. Not only in wrestling do you need to be able to do the moves, you need to be able to take the moves. So somebody that can bump really well, like an Austin Theory, for example, or we talked about Rhea Ripley earlier, they're always usually pretty good working the baby face side of things. Not to say that that's not good for the heels, but you always want to get invested in the people that are getting the shit kicked out of them. Right. So that's why, you know, in a, in a good psychology of a match, even for passerbys to see stuff, you want to see that baby face getting the piss kicked out of them the whole time to, so that they, the heel can get their comeuppance at the end and they can rise to power and, you know, and come back and win and prevail. Storytelling. And, but right. this is where the exception comes in is that Pat McAfee can do those things even though he's not really a wrestler, but he was trained by very credible people. Right. So he knows what business. he's doing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So he'll be able to, I mean, even the little brawl that he did a couple of Smackdowns ago where he jumped on top of Austin Theory and started throwing haymakers and shit. Oh, it's great. Did you see that? Yeah. It's great. Great. Like, he threw a better punch than 75% of the fucking people in the business, yeah. which is sad to say. Yeah. You he's, know? They need to find a way to incorporate him more into the to the mix, but FanDuel he, might. He almost needs to be like, a, not that this is necessary either, but like he has the ability to be like a Bobby Heenan hybrid, can oh, wrestle, yeah. can manage, can... You know, he can do it all, right? Yeah. So, you know, I don't, I don't even think they've tapped in all the potential with Pat McAfee yet. Whatever They need to do whatever they can to keep him. All right, matchup number four for night two is going to be a triple threat tag team match for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championship. That's going to feature RK-Bro, which is Randy Orton and Riddle, versus the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford, versus the Alpha Academy, which is Chad Gable and Otis. Oh, this, oh my God, dude. I could kind of see this going a couple different ways. RK Bro should win, but they've been teasing this heel run with the Street Profits, I think, recently. 
So I could see the Street Profits going full-blown heel and winning this also. I also could see Randy Orton turning heel on Riddle. Eventually it's going to happen. Like, Oh, it's definitely going to happen, but I think this is where they lay the groundwork for that, though. I think they lose this match. You know, one gets frustrated with the other, regardless of who it is. It's going to be Randy. Got to yeah. be. It could even They could even work it this way. Matt Riddle gets frustrated with Randy, shoves him or does something accidentally throughout the match, then Randy retaliates, and then Randy goes full-blown heel. On Riddle, I th- I'm confident RK Bro is going to win, but if they don't, they're definitely setting the seeds for them to split up. Yeah, I don't think uh, Alpha Academy is going to win, even though uh, Chad Gable, the shush stuff is fucking great. Love it. I love how he's able to show a personality. You know, I love Chad Gable. I think he's one of the best wrestlers, like from a technical standpoint. But they just always strap him with the silliest shit in that company. I kind of like it right now. I like think that the shorty G's was sucked, but oh my god, it was horrific. That was yeah. one of the worst things ever. They put I, this motherfucker, Josh. They put this motherfucker in like a Space Jam oversized basketball outfit, <laughs> like '90s Space Jam, not present day Space Jam. Like all trim I and athletic, like oversized gym shorts and shit. <laughs> and he was referring to himself as Shorty G. Oh Mind you, God. this is an Olympic level wrestler. Right. Like that'd be like Kurt Angle doing it. Right. Now Kurt Angle sounds hilarious doing it, quite <laughs> frankly, because we know his comedic chops from what he used to do back in the day with the tiny hats and guitar playing and all that shit. Kurt Angle was fucking hilarious. What's the one with Shawn Michaels? He's, I'll make your ankle hurt. Yeah, ankle hurt. <laughs> oh I'm just God. a sexy Kurt. Sexy uh, Kurt. Yeah, that's one of my all-time favorite matches. Yeah, episode. we might have to figure that one out. <laughs> WWE doesn't try and sue me for it. Yeah, we better not. <laughs> so, back to the tag team match. I, th- I think RK Bro is winning, but if they don't, it'll be the Street Profits and it'll be because... Uh, disenchantment in the camp or something of that. Try to set that up for the RK bro. Right. Split. You know, I'm going to go with the Street Profits. I think something's going to happen with Randy Orton and Riddle. I don't think Apple Academy is going to win. So I think I'm with you. I think, uh, well, you have RK bro winning, but you said Street. I'm going to Street Profits because I think, man, I just love Randy Orton, but I just... This RK bro shit, get him him off of it. I need him to turn heel again. I need the Viper. You know, it's WrestleMania. There's going to be a lot of favorable finishes, a lot of babyface finishes, and, you know, make the crowd go home happy. But you know there's going to be some heel wrinkles in there. And knowing what match card that there might be, you have to think this is one of those matches that does have the potential to go to the heels or there to be a major heel turn specifically because they got to balance the shows up. Yeah. I know at some point they also rumored, I know it's not on the match cards, that they're trying to shoehorn in almost with a match which is like their legit shoot Nigerian giant that's in the company. And a lot of people are in his camp, like Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Kevin Nash, The Undertaker were all advising him. The Undertaker specifically told him, if they tell you ever to do anything that you don't like or shit, call me. Gave (laughs) him his cell phone. He's like, I'll take care of you. Exactly correct. Kevin Nash on Broken Skull said, he asked him about him because he was working with him and said, he's fucking money. Yeah. That's what he said. And I, when... Kevin Nash there's to me is not, a, is not a bullshitter. No, there's something there yeah. for sure. I just think that the, he's definitely not ready, especially after the promo that he did on Monday Night Raw, which I did see that was horrific. The post match, yeah, I well, I mean, but I, I like what they're they're building him up. They're making him look like a fucking badass. They need to put a mouthpiece with him. 
I oh, think for sure. They've got a couple people in the company that they could use. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but Drake Maverick is back with the company. He's working as a producer. That would be good. I think Drake Maverick would be a good one because it would help accentuate his size. Drake Maverick's a short guy. He's like Who can talk. Yeah, below 5'5 five five in height. And then the other person that they actually have, somebody that they've had for a while that they haven't done much with other than a bunch of bullshit with managing chicks, is Robert Stone. I think he would be a good... Robbie E. Yeah. He, I think he would be a good shit-talking heel, bump-taking manager. That's exactly what he needs. What about, That's all he needs. This is wild. What about... Because he's a producer. What about bringing back old Gregory Helms, Hill? I don't hate that. I feel like that'd be pretty cool. But I'd rather see Brother Love. Oh, Brother Love. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Doesn't mean... Just because I li- love you doesn't mean I like you. <laughs> that'd yeah, be cool, brother, too. Brother Love needs to come out and manage almost. That'd be fucking hilarious. I don't know if people would be like this. Does it's like when he it probably doesn't age well. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, we, well, we didn't mention who almost has been rumored to wrestle though. Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley, who's been hurt. Yeah, who has been hurt, and I love Bobby Lashley with MVP. Oh, it's great. So Bobby Lashley with MVP is actually one of the better packages I think they've done in some time with a manager. But I could also see they might be setting up here. Uh, MVP turning on Bobby Lashley to manage Omos, and that would be money. That would also be great. Because Bobby Lashley doesn't really need to... Like, no. this sounds bad, but he doesn't need to talk anyway if he was a babyface. Like, I don't. I mean... Right. He, you know, he's already... I don't know. He just... He's a badass. He doesn't need... I mean, he obviously, he's not the greatest promo in the world, but if he turned no. babyface, I wouldn't be mad. No. He could withstand a babyface turn right now. So he, I, I wouldn't be shocked if that doesn't happen. And he was a great on Broken Skull, if you haven't watched that. Bobby Lashley? Yeah, it was I a did. good one. And it was, it was really Missouri good. Missouri Valley alum. Yeah, which I know. Is crazy. Wow. Which is wild. That is yeah, wild. He went to Missouri sure. Valley. Hmm. Yeah, and actually Kane came out of Missouri as well. He's from Missouri initially. Oh, really? I thought he yeah. was from like... No, he's from Missouri initially. He lives in Tennessee now. Knox I got you. Yeah, Kane's actually went, from Missouri. I think he went to Mizzou, maybe? He, no. I think he played at MSU. I was going to say he played football, something. didn't he? Yeah, or Southern Missouri yeah. State, yeah. something. But I know, I know that he he played college ball in Missouri for sure. Matchup number five for night two is Edge versus AJ Styles for the singles match. So I think this has the potential to be the best match. Oh, what do you think? Question. I mean, it. There. This. I mean, Edge has been phenomenal. I'm glad Edge is doing heel, and I think AJ Styles is a better baby face than he is a heel, because he yeah. can do so much. And Edge, dude. When I first like started watching WWE again, like as a kid, he was it was with him and Cena. Like he right. fucking hated him. So right. Edge is in my top like heels ever. Yeah. So I like him working heel more than babyface. Oh. And what he's Although, doing right now is f- fantastic. He's so good. Like you pre- you appreciate his heel work though. He's like a likable heel in that regard because yeah. you respect you respect the, work the craft. That he's putting yeah. In. Right. For sure. AJ Styles has been kind of booked, in my opinion, very middle of the road. Very yeah, 50-50 Omis on him. and the tag team. Right. And yeah. He's kind of been a jack-of-all-trades. and He deserves his WrestleMania moment because more times than not, he's lost at WrestleMania, actually. He lost to Jericho. He lost to Undertaker. I can't remember what other match he had at Mania in, in this run of Manias. But I think it's time that AJ gets a win, quite frankly. Yeah, I think he should win. And I think that, and then they could extend the edge, feud. Edge losing doesn't it doesn't do anything to him, you know. And they I think continue, it hurts AJ to lose. They could continue it like that would be absolutely I would, a, a SummerSlam match. I would be okay with that. Yeah, they can draw this thing out. Oh, for sure, they're the two people that I trust the most 
and comfortable and li- would like the most for them to draw it out if there's any post WrestleMania feud. Yeah. Speaking of which, AJ Styles top five wrestler all time for me. I know that's yeah, he's probably great. a strong take. No, but... it's not strong. I mean, he's that's why you know people. He's literally been doing it for twenty years now. Yeah, without question. Yeah. I remember I first saw him in the well. I, I suppose technically the first time I saw him in T uh, TNA whenever they first popped off, but. He was in the WCW. Like the last couple months. Cruiserweight Cruiser. tag team tournament that they did yep. where they were trying to launch a tag team cruiserweight division. And he was incredible in that. Yep. Though, too. Kidman and Rey Mysterio were the champions. Of yes, that. they were. And phenomenal work. Maskless well. Rey Mysterio. Yeah, very odd to see. Even though I even know though, it happened and I lived it, it's still... That is weird. And they pretend it never happened. happened. I don't remember right. Rey Mysterio never having a mask. I'm not saying it didn't happen. Like, I believe that you You know Vince is taking his mask before he retires. Yeah. I guarantee it. Yeah. It's going to happen. I don't know how it isn't, but if anybody deserves to keep their masks, it's certainly him. Right. All right, number six in the final fight, or matchup, I should say, of night two will be Brock Lesnar. Versus Roman Reigns. So this is the money match, the needle mover. Oh, without absolutely. Question. The best in the world, bar none, Roman Reigns, my favorite wrestler currently. Yeah. Roman Not is the close. entire package. His, since he's went heel, he's acted more natural, more himself. This is long overdue. It's He's been on the best year and a half or whatever, how long it's been run now, essentially, or it will be. He has just been absolutely the MVP of wrestling, in my opinion. The next person that's closest to him is MJF, but it's still a distant second because Roman's been that good. Oh, he's been phenomenal. And, and anybody... everything he's touched or been involved with has been a- that good. Acknowledge me. I love Acknowledge him. me. I, I love Roman. I mean, I, five years ago, I had a different take on Roman, but he is my favorite. Absolutely. Everybody and did. People that say, oh, Roman's a piece of shit. But how do you know that? He's been... He's finally getting to be a heel. He's a good-looking guy. Right. It, show it. Be, you know, Paul Heyman helps. Like, right. this is... I don't understand how anyone could hate Roman Reigns. He is legit a needle mover. Right. So, oh, CM Punk's back. Uh, go look at followers, ratings. Right. Who people Absolutely. know. You ask 10 people on the side of the street who they're going to know. Is it CM Punk Absolutely. or Roman Reigns? Not shitting on CM Punk. I'm just saying Roman Reigns is a bigger star than what people think. Absolutely. Like the hardcore fans. Yeah, so Roman was being shoved down everybody's throat. Let's, you know, oh, yeah. just call it for what it was. But so was Vince The was Rock at one point. Yeah, so was Cena that was the point. backlash on The yeah. Rock. They, how did they fix The Rock? They turned him heel. Yep. That's exactly it. How did they fix Cena? They he just they, didn't... Let, they let Cena do... It was really a heel gimmick, but it got over as a babyface gimmick. It was like the cool heel thing, like the NWO and that sort of stuff yeah. in that regard. But that was him doing... The freestyles. Yep. That's what got Cena over. But it yep. was real heelish. He was out saying homophobic stuff. He was out saying sexist stuff to people, you know, but it got over with the crowd. Everybody loved it. So in turn, they turned him babyface. And now they love him because he's, he hasn't been on TV. If, if John Cena came right. back for a full year run, I wouldn't miss a Raw, SmackDown, pay-per-view. Well, if he came, he came, whenever he came back for that brief period, he did it. a little run with Roman on, on, on Roman's heel run. Had my favorite fantastic. match last year. It was it was good. Roman and Cena. I'm sorry, that was, was my good. favorite match of 2021. So Brock, now that he's been working babyface, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but it, it's this is my favorite Brock I've ever seen, and I've you know he's been wrestling since I think 2001 or two. 2001, yeah. yeah. So yeah, he's he's having an incredible run. It's in my opinion, it is kind of taking a chapter out of the Stone Cold playbook. 
He's this kick-ass baby face, you know, country boy, good old guy, hunting, fishing, swearing, just stomping a mud hole in your ass in Cowboy many respects. Hat. But <laughs> this is a motherfucking Viking that is like genetically superior. Oh, dude. You know, dude's huge. Right? Pat McAfee said it perfectly. If the aliens came down here and said, "Bring us your your stoutest warrior," and Brock, we would send Brock Lesnar, and they would run. <laughs> you know, he is alpha. He is the number one piece of genetic material on this earth the real genetic freak sorry scott yeah for sure and so i think you know a lot of people think that romans win in this unification i don't think so i think brock's winning it because brock is actually being advertised for matches beyond this number one oh they they can they they have to capitalize with brock winning The, the people are behind brock winning this and Roman's already had a f- over 450-day run as champion. so He could feud with Cody when Cody comes in. I want a Cody Rhodes-Roman Reigns feud. I do, but I feel like WWE is very big about not acknowledging anybody else's work. So let's start there. But they're missing an opportunity with Cody Rhodes because he could be the hottest heel in the business. Yeah, I mean, he's already, he he was, before he left AEW, he was arguably one of the biggest heels there because people were, fucking hated him. Yeah, for sure. He wasn't shoot, trying to be, though, right. Yeah, he wasn't trying to be hated. It's like, exactly. I'll never, he said, like, I'll never turn evil. Yeah, people just turned on him. And the people, when you start telling the crowd what they're going to do, that isn't going to go well for you. Right. It's going to backfire. You know, right. You're going against what the crowd's uprising is. So right that's away. why they hated Roman for so long. Exactly. So and, and it, if if they make Roman babyface again, like after I'm gonna be pissed. Keep him. He, he needs should... to stay heel for a minute. You know this needs him losing this match. He needs to go back and pick up the pieces. You know there needs to be some ambiguity. Like you know I I, I gotta get my mind right. Get these cousins out of here. You know that sort of talk. Turn you on know. the Usos. Yeah, turn on the Usos. Um, right. You know, do something different. Well, and you know, also just repackage. This is like it's going to unify the the title belts, right? Right, Which right. Is great. So that's that that's a I think that's great too because that's going to make the champion go make from the show brand to show. split over. Right. I feel like yeah. WWE will get better once the brand splits over. Which yeah. Is already rumor has it that Nick Khan is against, and he's making a lot of the business decisions now for WWE. That some of the other hurdles, if you will, have been moved out of the way, like Triple H and those sorts of people. In some respects. You know, rumor has it because of all these awesome deals that Nick Khan's negotiated, like the Fox deal and so on and so forth, and the Peacock deal, that Nick Khan is perhaps even going to take over the company's operations in the future. I mean, there's a lot of rumors shaking and stirring going on right now. You know, I know that he in particular is against the brand split, wants everything unified, wants... There could be no limitation. Better matches because they they don't have a deep roster anymore. They don't no. have the Heath Slaters all and the layoffs. Kurt Hawkins yeah. and Rhinos to like all the talent layoffs, and then secondarily they weren't they weren't moving up talent to the main roster no. and featuring them they either. Do. They were burying them out the gate. So you'll never make your own new stars whenever you do that. They're low pole you know, on the to- low, like the lowest man on the totem pole right now is like Shelton Benjamin, and that's like. He's fucking great. <laughs> right, absolutely. He's losing in a two-on-one handicap match to Omis, which I like right. for Omis. I'm going on a tangent here, but oh, Shelton did. Benjamin deserves more respect than that. He's deserved more respect in the entire business for the longest time. So that's just, he yeah, has the greatest match on Raw history. I agree. I agree. Was that the one with Shawn Michaels? Yep, the yeah. super kick. Yeah, yeah. The, the super kick. That, that was, was when Shelton was like intercontinental. Like when the, yeah. He was an important intercontinental champion right. for me. Kind of the gold standard, right? Yeah, I... Uh, that's something I remember. I looked forward, you know, another tangent. Sorry. 
Yeah. Sheldon Benjamin, we love you. <laughs> Come on listening. the show, Sheldon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that Brock is winning. Do you think Roman's winning? What's your opinion? Man, I you got you got to keep Roman. Because yeah. I want Cody Rhodes to come in there. He's going to feud with Seth Rollins. I just want Cody to come in there and so if Co- it'd be yeah. worth his time. Let's get back to that. So if Cody's coming back and he is fighting Seth Rollins, one would assume he's coming back as a babyface because he doesn't. Oh yeah, you know, it's, it's he wants in Texas. to be a babyface. It's, it's in Texas, yes. So that's you know the Rhodes family has deep roots there. Dusty's from there. Dustin's from there. Cody's kind of more of a Georgia boy. Yeah. His life when he was born, they were toward the end of WCW and all that there. So I think that he's coming back as a baby face because he's facing Seth Rollins. So to your theory, that is a good possibility then. But if you, take that you can keep Brock involved. Like, and if the brand split is ended, it, it's irrelevant who he fights and when he fights them. You know, he's not going to be limited to, or, okay, yeah, he's coming out and fighting Rollins and Rollins is on Raw. So now that means he won't fight Roman because he's on SmackDown. Well, if they're ending the brand split, it doesn't matter. Or if Roman is champion, to your point, and does go from brand to brand or show to show, then he'll have the ability to interact with everybody on the roster. Yeah. So. Uh, or, you know, if Brock could win, then he could feud with uh, Brock Lesnar, Cody Rhodes feud would be fucking awesome too. Now that I'd be into. Babyface Brock Lesnar, heel Cody Rhodes. Uh, either way, Brock heel, it don't matter. I'm in. I just want yeah. them to bring Cody in and not, you know, I wanted to, I wanted you to be imagine? like, oh, wow, some of these AEW people yeah. will start to think like. Cody's last match was with Sammy Guevara. Fantastic. Excellent match. Actually, one of the better matches they've had in a long time Scared on TV. me. Make me nervous, though, yeah. with all the bumps they took. And Cody's had largely good matches. I haven't seen him have a bad match, no. really, honestly. He is the most consistent, was the most consistent performer in AEW. Without question. Besides Between, MJF. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's qualify that. <laughs> MJF ain't going to be touched. I think, you know, obviously, but I'm saying that since it began, and I'm sure that you mean the comment the same way. One could make an argument for CM Punk, but he's only been back less than a year now. Yeah. And you know, he's like still, to me, like, he's been doing, he's good, but I still think it's he not hasn't, the same. He hasn't had the impact that people expected no, him to have. I think that's the, a part of the disappointment. Oh, I he, think he's been great, though. His, his, return is better than uh hogan turning heel you're fucking high no that's stupid who yeah. no or uh, uh brett and all, like they saying it's like top three moment ever i'm like no you're insane the, the only perspective that somebody can make that argument is it did seem so much like that he was so dead set he being cm punk that he was not coming back and nobody thought he was coming back to wrestling and it took tony khan and you know, a big fat stack. I think he's making a guy that has more money than Vince McMahon. Yeah, and who isn't money Vince talks, McMahon. bullshit walks, right? Right. Yeah. So, I think that's a big reason that he's back. Obviously, but he's serviceable. He's oh, he's fun. he's him and MJF yeah. had a great feud. I'm not. I love not the dog collar match. Love but the dog collar match. I get uh, you know a good friend of mine who is a big CM Punk fan. He gives me shit. He's like. You know, CM Punk's punk rock. You know, he's DIY. And I'm like, Roman Reigns is like corporate. I can't believe you like all these bands and all these people. And you like fucking Roman Reigns. I'm like, dude, Roman Reigns has literally worked his ass off. He's the definition of all of... How can you hate on a guy at this point, too? This was kind of a big deciding factor for me, too. 
outside of all the interviews I'd ever hear about Roman Reigns, it's like, oh no, he's the coolest guy. Don't listen to this shit online or, yeah. you know, like Jericho on Says his podcast. Great. Yeah. Well, the best worker in the business. Yeah. You know, there's consistently, even Kenny Omega has said if there's any one person in the world that he could wrestle, it's Roman and Reigns. And I would buy that match. I would as well. A It'd Tokyo Dome. Absolutely. Like if Vince would let him do Tokyo yeah, Dome and Tony. that'd be Tony. fantastic if they did a cross-promotion Boy, war. man. Whew. I would buy it. So let me ask, what are your opinions of the two-night extravaganza with WrestleMania? I've heard this argument, and allegedly they haven't sold all the tickets. Last time I heard, they were like a little over 50% sold. WWE does this thing, you saw it at Royal Rumble, where the last minute they do the whole yield management thing. You know, they drop the ticket prices down if they don't sell out like they should as they get closer to the show to help pick up those ticket sales. Right. Even if it's dirt cheap, like... The tickets that I bought were only $100 a piece. They were down like on the front row of the actual, you know, stadium-style seating. Just make sure I wasn't they on the floor, them. but, right. you know. Still damn good seats so, for yeah, 100 bucks, right? It, that's where I was at. Right. So in sec- that, that's the second biggest wrestling pay-per-view of the entire year across the entire business. Without, I mean, I guess I'm not talking about Tokyo Dome. I don't know what the rates are like there right. to go see a match. But certainly American ticket prices, they're going to do the same thing with WrestleMania to fill it out. But I know the advance notice of this card, you know, they're telling you what the card is a little bit closer to the WrestleMania date nowadays. Used to be, you probably knew at least two months, if not three months oh, in advance, yeah. like what the WrestleMania fighting. card was right. going to look like. Right. That would help drive ticket sales also. Right, because you knew who to expect, right? So this year, and, and, and now the business has went this way, they're even making up the match card even day of like you mentioned earlier you know they announce a match maybe for the pre-show the day of or whatever the case is so you know i don't i could see two folds of the argument there was a year that you came over to my house and wrestlemania was like six and a half hours long jake yeah and so you know at that time it seemed yeah you could split it up between two nights right and make it easier on everybody sell twice the tickets all that stuff but the problem i have with this two night thing is is you start to water down the product because then you're shoehorning in matches. Right. You know, it's not as if... Trying to make more. Right. You know, just being on WrestleMania is a privilege. It's the best pay-per-view of the year. You know, not everybody needs to be on WrestleMania. Not everybody has to have a payday on WrestleMania. You can still have a relatively large ticket, but make it a one-night thing. Still make it three, three and a half hours long. Just put your best stuff out there. What's You want to always leave people wanting more. More, yeah. You don't want to oversaturate the people. You don't want to oversaturate the product. In fact, you may get people, you know, to tune into this initially and, and go away because, quite frankly, they're probably shoehorning in some trash matches. Like we call them bathroom break matches. Right. Like, I've got no interest in it. The general public's going to have no interest in it. It's going to be very JoJo-esque and come off on TV, you know, it's very fruity. Filling, filling up airtime. Yep. Right. So my opinion is, particularly right now coming back out of the pandemic too, like, it's going to be challenging selling all your tickets. Why not go back to the one-night method at least and narrow down the card? And then if you have your problems, then you have that talent pool to pull from and give a quality product. I would be more concerned about giving a product that everybody would be talking about, at least for some period of time, right? rather than trying to sell two nights worth of tickets and giving a half-assed piece of product. Yeah. Where are you at on that, Jake? I agree. I agree, but I also understand why they do two nights because, like we said, you know, when they had the seven-hour, six-hour WrestleManias, you're you're wearing, but also you know, the a lot. It seems like night one's kind of light compared to night two. Night two, you got the you got Edge and AJ Styles, right. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, 
So, you know, I would be almost. This sounds terrible, but I would almost be besides one match on night one in the Kevin Owens thing. Right. I would just the rest of night number one could be taken off for me. Now, yeah, I'm largely how they're going to do that with the night one, night two thing. So it's all on Peacock. Okay. So it's going to be the same type time each night. You're going to tune into the network. I think it's like six. And you're just going to, night one's going to be the night one card and night two's going to be the night two card. But they're already shaking and moving. Like I saw right before we started recording that actually they moved Edge and AJ Styles to night one. Why they did that, I'm not sure. Probably uh, because, because what Jake was talking have, about. <laughs> because they're supposed to have uh, KO and Stone Cold on to end night one right. as well. Yeah. Maybe they move that to night two. I know they're going to move this almost and Bobby Lashley match in somewhere. So maybe the thinking was, well, we'll move Edge and AJ Styles, but then almost and Bobby can go on night two. I think they're putting too many of their heavy, their like super heavyweight talent into oh, one night, though. Yeah. That's kind of for Jake's point. Right. Yeah. Like that's night what I was two. There's, there. there's a little if, bit more so of that. If you're going to do two nights, spread it out equally. Right. So people will watch. Yeah. I mean, right, right. Night one right now seems very light. Minus the Kevin Owens and Stone Cold and Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey. And you said they moved up. So that balances out a little more if they move Edge and AJ Styles. I'm going to watch regardless. because And also there could be a surprise. I mean, Cody. Right. I mean, Cena. The well, Rock, you got to think, you know. yeah, Cody and Seth is getting shoehorned in somewhere too. That might be night one. Oh, God, I well. hope so. That, that could, could really, be night two. That could, that could be like Hardy's coming back moment type in Dallas. It could be. They might. I'm just really uncertain of how the WWE fans will act with them because WWE is very specific. There are fans that watch both. Don't get me wrong, but you got to look at the total viewers on AEW, for example. The best they do routinely is a million a night yeah. on TBS. WWE at least has 1.7 mm-hmm. on their worst night, you know. So and Raw usually does like a two five on occasions on a strong night. Yeah. So you know that two and three times people watching the product there's people watching in wwe that don't watch AEW. is my point oh Clearly. yeah they, they have just there are the people that have no idea what it is and cody hasn't been on wwe in TV six since years 2016 i think it is right his last match was on superstars is stardust wow. i saw the thing he lost to zach Ryder on superstars yeah <laughs> so i remember him asking for his release i feel like it was in 2016 may of 2016 yeah that's yeah. right so it's been that long he's been out in WWE. And he had a different gimmick. He did. The last time he was there. And he the hasn't end. been Cody Rhodes for and even longer than that. Shit. Dashing so 2013, 2012. Yeah. I mean, it's been... He was Stardust for the last couple of years he was there. Right. So I think that uh, while I love... WrestleMania is appointment television. You have to watch it. If you're a wrestling fan, even if you're a casual fan... You know, there's usually something at every WrestleMania, hence the celebrity matches and feuds and that sort of stuff. It's just a spectacle. Right. It's it's on par with a Super Bowl. You know, it's on par with a World Series. You know, it 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 has it brings the stars out as well. You know, it's it's again it's appointment it's an appointment event. It's appointment television. So WrestleMania is always going to sell itself in that regard as well, but. I also feel like this is kind of a weaker WrestleMania in many respects. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it's got its heavy hitters, don't get me wrong. Oh, for sure. But they need to make more stars. And yeah, that's, that's... And they are having direct competition. There's other companies out there like an AEW, an Impact, formerly TNA, TNA Which Wrestling. Which they're kind of not in the complete shitter. They got a lot of 
WWE guys. Yeah, they're starting right now. to circle back around with a little bit more talent and stuff. I actually been watching it. I like Moose. I like Brian Myers, right, right. Big Cass. Like there's right. quite a few guys. Yeah, and there's room. And GCW is getting a little bit of shot in the arm as well. Oh yeah, with Cardona. WA as well. So there's a lot of other. Uh, I wouldn't even call them rival promotions. Just the places you can make money. But yes, you can definitely make money, especially with things open up with COVID again. Mention that again. The fact that there's more places to do th- more things and make more money out there. The wrestling business is thriving. It's just in a different respect. Is it Attitude Era-esque as far as TV ratings and merch sales? Probably not. Okay, Stone Cold still is one of the highest merch sellers in WWE <laughs> present day. Wow. The NWA, NWO, excuse me, is also one of Cena. the biggest merch sellers. Cena. Right. You know, so these are guys that 20, 25 years ago were in prominence. And speaking of which, I think it's like the 25th, uh, 26th year, I guess, now, coming to close to anniversary of the NWO. Oh, yeah, this summer. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is pretty crazy. Last year, we celebrated the 25 years. So, it just tells you how long the business has come along. Just makes me feel really Where old. it's went. <laughs> we talked about many of the exciting talents to check out. So, you know, if you, even if you guys haven't, you're listening to the show and you haven't listened to, or seen any pro wrestling recently, maybe you can pick up on some of the names. What I would recommend to somebody doing, go to Google, YouTube, just type in the wrestler's name, 15 best moves. That'll at least set the hook for an interest. Right. You know, there's a lot of those compilations out there on the web. Oh, they'll do the 15 best moves of this one and that one. You see a guy that does some cool moves and you like his look, find out what promotion he's in. Right. Watch a episode. See if you like it. Give it a shot. You know, that's that's what got me started back in the business, back into watching it back about 2015, 2016 was a lot of the things that were happening on the independence with the bullet club and so on and so forth brought me back into the business you know so present day i'm I'm just back into it almost as much as i was back in the day now i'm a an adult <laughs> with a big boy job that can afford the pay-per-views and things of that ilk where when i was a kid i could only watch what was on tv right. so you know start there see what's on tv see what you like or even sharing that with your son you know what i mean that's, Absolutely. A, that's a really good bond for you and your son so and i Who's know arlo's kid... favorite Arlo loves a lot of people, but uh, I, Darby Allen was his favorite for a while. <laughs> he was on CM Punk for a minute. MJF's his favorite bad guy. Chris Jericho is one of his favorite bad guys. He was pretty into Cody Rhodes. He likes Sting. He loves Ricochet. I don't know if Ricochet would be his favorite. He's kind of on the fence with that. Uh, he, he likes the Hardy Brothers together. Is he like Kofi Kingston? A lot of kids like Kofi Kingston. He doesn't really like Kofi, but also Kofi's been hurt, not hurt. And yeah, that's in true. In and out of it. Yeah, kind of in and out of it. He did like Big E when he was champion. Mm-hmm. So he, he likes mostly good stuff. Okay. I mean, there's things that are geared towards kids that he likes. He likes Luchasaurus a lot, and I don't, obviously. <laughs> but And then and that's fine. He needs to have his own stuff that he's into, and that stuff is geared toward kids in right. some respects. But I like Jungle Boy, so, you know, it's not like all for a loss when we're watching Drax. And, and plus Express. you get to hear Tarzan Boy. Yeah. The, yeah well, one of the greatest songs ever. And that's another interesting thing with AEW, for example, as well, is that they are you know, commissioning songs to be played. You know, they use a Pixie song, Where Is My Mind, for Orange Cassidy. Oh, nice. You know, uh, Jericho, of course, he's in Judas, or not Judas, excuse me, Fozzie, but comes out to Judas, and he is a Judas right now. Rancid with Ruby Soho. <laughs> yeah, Rancid with Ruby Soho. Yeah. Uh, CM Punk comes out to, of course, Cold Personality, but came out to AFI at the last pay-per-view. Which was fucking awesome. Which was incredible. That's pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. 
His Ring of Honor theme song. What song was it? What AFI song? It was the opening track off of uh, Sing the Sorrow, I think. Oh, okay. So, I'm trying yeah, to think what it, track was, it was kind of a more of a droney. I'd have to look it up. That's pretty um, cool, though. Yeah. Good for him. It was excellent. Yeah, it was really cool. good. And I know that, well, Malachi Black used Into Arma for his entrance music, like metal music. That's cool. Like black metal and stuff. So, yeah, it, well, and then Andy Williams from Every Time I Die, that gets a wrestler. He's a wrestler. Right. He's in the Butcher and the Blade gimmick. Yeah. And he wrote their intro music for them as well. I guess he's probably going to get pretty heavy into it now, I would assume. Oh, absolutely. As a career choice. Yeah, no question. So. So I think that we've kind of laid out the table. We've got WrestleMania tied up with a bow. And we perhaps have set the table for you guys to go check out some things that I you perhaps would be interested in. I've learned a ton. And we're happy to have had Jake on. It ain't going to be the last time, yeah, Jake. Thank you, sir. We'll appreciate back. it. We know you know you a lot about uh, sports as well and music. So Hell we'll, yeah. We're going to do some music-themed and sport-themed stuff in the future. We'll probably have you back for some of that stuff if you're down to come I'm back. I'm ready. Absolutely. This is great, and you guys are doing a cool thing. And Yeah, I hope I, got, I brought enough it. to the conversation for you oh, guys. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I appreciate you. You didn't bring enough to that in. twisted tea over there, yeah, though. Hopefully, uh, yeah, I still got to get into that. <laughs> hopefully, uh, we you go and check some stuff out. Like yeah. MJF, I'm telling you, you'll love them. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely do need to get back into it. MJF is that preppy kid in school that you always wanted to kick right square in the nuts. Oh, perfect. So, perfect. yeah, if you want to flesh out your well, I went to Farmington, so, you there know. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, check out MJF. You'll love to hate him. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. We want to thank our guest today, the babyface Jake Jackson. So informative. Very informative. Very intelligent. <laughs> I learned so much. Ladies, he's available as well. <laughs> so, you know, hit the boy up. Hit we're the boy be, up on the socials. Yeah, we're going to be tagging his socials on the show feeds as well, so you can get with him. I always enjoy talking to Jake because he knows, even though he's a younger guy, at least comparatively to us, he knows a lot he's a student very knowledgeable right the game he whether it's pro wrestling music sports he's like one of the few people that i talk to all the time about all three he's got a, a lot of eclectic interests and uh knows a lot uh, even things before his time right you know he's a 90s baby researched it late 90s baby i think and uh yeah so you know going back he's a late 90s baby yeah Oh my god! Yeah, so he's a, he's a, he's a youngster. <laughs> so I didn't realize that. <laughs> so ladies, you can break him in too. So yeah, some of you older Dude. ladies with that experience. Yeah, he, and he don't discriminate. He likes he likes them in all types. He likes them old, young, and in between. <laughs> uh, he likes them thick, skinny, in between. <laughs> so don't don't hesitate to hit a hit a boy up. So we want to get back into talking about our other social media avenues that we did mention at the open of the show that you can hit us up at. We're on Instagram, the ATI podcast, Twitter at podcast underscore ATI, Facebook.com backslash ATI podcast 22. We're on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash ATI podcast. YouTube channel is ATI podcast. Josh mentioned the TikTok at the beginning of the show. Josh, you want to hit him with that yep, again? It's just uh, at ATI podcast on TikTok. And we're going to make sure that we get our flow codes and flow pages updated to include the TikTok now as well. But all of the other sites that I mentioned earlier are on those, and they are the link 
listed as our websites on all of our social media platforms and our contacts as well. So again, don't get overwhelmed, rush to the phone and try and punch this stuff in. You can just, if you land on one of them and it's now just as simple as going to Google and putting in our name, we've got a lot of online exposure. Now we get, we're casting a wide net here. Yep. Again, if you want to hit us up, give us a suggestion. You can DM us on social media, but we also have the email address, atipodcastquestions at gmail.com. So thanks for sticking in for another episode with us. And Appreciate next you week, guys. look out for some exclusive old school content talking about some conspiracy theories and celebrity death conspiracy theories. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Hi, this is Barry from ATI Podcasts. Each week, Josh and I, as well as our featured guests, will discuss current events, sports, entertainment, games, movies, TV, politics, pop culture, and so much more. We're going to have local artists and small businesses to promote their work and their endeavors on our show. We are now on podcasting platforms such as Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and even SoundCloud. Follow us on social media. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Like, share, follow, and most importantly, listen to the show. Just search for ATI Podcast. We want to thank you for your continued support, and hey, stay safe out there. <laughs>